Hello. Hey. Cool. All right. Do I like? Do I look out of focus? I feel like I'm losing my mind here. I don't know. I feel like I look out of focus too. Maybe it's my monitor. I don't know. <laughs> to me, you don't look out of focus to me. Hmm. Oh no. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. How are you doing? Good. 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 So, yeah, I was trying to get all this stuff set up for. You look so perturbed, Tyler. Oh, my sound just wasn't working for a second. Um, uh, yeah, it was just kind of annoying. Sorry, <laughs> not you guys. You guys are nice. <laughs> now, you, listen, I'm all right. annoying. Have, have any of you all had to use a uh, Teams? Uh, ne- no, we tried to install it at work for like whatever dumb reason, and it never took. So I've never used it, but Jordan uses it, I think. I mean, count your blessings. Teams sucks. I think she has it all. I think she has like. No, she might not have Slack, but yeah, she has Teams. Yeah, I don't, I don't envy anyone who has to use it because it seems like a really terrible interface. Yeah, no, nah, it's like so awkward to like, even to like share what's on your screen is really awkward and cumbersome. Like the way that they lay out everyone on the screen is just a mess. Yeah. Like I can't, like I can't, you can't really move people around smoothly. Like it's, it's, it's terrible. We will not be getting sponsored by Microsoft. I feel like uh like AOL instant messenger with like a video sharing component would be easier than Teams. I never actually used AOL. I have no it was pretty fire. You could send chats to groups, you could send it to individuals, you could leave an away message. You could like <laughs> you could appear very, very basic. Yep. Uh, pretty standard. But it was you know. It wasn't broke, but we kept trying to fix it. I don't know if we tried to fix it. I think we just killed it. <laughs> yeah, I think we murdered it. Hold on. I pulled out, uh, I was about to show you, but that would be some spoilers. But I pulled, I took my nightstand out of the bedroom and put it as like a second table to the side for like, so I could mm-hmm. have space for all my papers and. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the side DM desk, like it's it's a very necessary tool. Yeah. All right. All right. I've actually got some alcohol this time, so it can act like so I can actually be a drunkard with with everyone else. <laughs> Felt like well, a bit of a poser. <laughs> what? I was just kidding. I said I haven't told you guys in Tico. There's a word you don't hear often. Nope. <laughs> What's the last new word you learned? Oh, that's an interesting question. What do you mean? Like like a word I'd never heard before and never known the meaning, or like a word I had heard before and never known the meaning? You've never heard before and have a word you have heard before and don't know the meaning. Never. The last word that you learned the meaning of. Oh, I, I look up words all the time. I don't stop doing that. Um, the last new word, huh. it's honestly probably in my phone history. I don't know. You guys go. I don't have a good, a good reason. <laughs> uh, for me, it's probably when we established that I thought disconcerting was actually disconcerting. So I like realized that I was saying it wrong this whole time. Disconcerting is 
and disconcerting. Oh yeah, those are very similar. I don't think I've ever said, I've probably said disconcerting at some point, but I can't, doesn't sound like something I've said. I did have to clarify that pony is a, is a breed of small horse for myself the other day. Cause I, yeah, I wasn't, if it was me too. species or if it was like just horse. I thought, <laughs> I thought they were just baby horses. Like no, I thought they were just like, like adolescent horses. Like they would eventually grow into it. <laughs> yeah, Wait, I thought po- I thought pony was a stage of a horse. Got it. But it's, okay, it's okay. not. What, so what is a little horse? Is that foul? What's a foul? That's a thing. Foal. Foal? Foal That's a is a little horse. F O A L. F O A L. Yeah. It's like a baby horse. Yeah. Oh. There I you go. Into- <laughs> there, there's your most That's recent nice. one. <laughs> I got into an argument yesterday with uh with with someone because apparently the horoscope signs have changed. Um, I didn't know about this. They don't, they don't, they don't update me. <laughs> no, 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 it is. It is like yes, yes, they have. No, the signs themselves haven't changed, but the dates associated with signs have shifted. Why NASA didn't I, let you know? Don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. We got those clearer pictures of the stars now, so so we had to realign our horoscopes. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Oh, not so everything's been wrong this whole time. Exactly. Now we have the real horoscopes. Uh. <laughs> um, but now we were getting, or it wasn't even an argument, but she was explaining that uh, we were talking about Aries because now she's an Aries sign, and I was trying to figure out. I, I don't know what that means. Like I know it's the the goat or the ram or something like that, but um, she's yeah. like. You know, I was like, oh, what, what, what constitutes an Aries? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's like the God of War. So they're probably really fiery and like angry and, and whatnot. And I'm like, that's that's not that's not right. That's A-R-E-S. Aries is A-R-I-E-S as a star sign. Yeah. And she's like, well, uh, what, aren't they all just the same thing? And I'm like, no, no, they aren't. Oh, look at Julian defending astrology now. It's biggest denier. Famously. <laughs> famously. <laughs> oh, famously, yes. They'll put it on my tombstone. <laughs> I know. I, now I think I've taken over that role as biggest denier since he's now a defender, <laughs> a staunch defendant of astronomy. I was merely defending uh, spelling. I was defending uh, Roman mythology. Semantics? <laughs> or actually, I guess Greek. Yeah. Semantics. Splitting hair is not... It's not splitting hairs. They're very different. Like a goat <laughs> and a god of war are different. <laughs> yeah, the, the the it's the Roman god of war versus the Greek goat constellation. <laughs> constellation. No, it's the Greek. No, Aries is Greek. Yeah, Aries is Greek. No, wait. Yes, because the Roman is, god okay. of war is Mars. Okay, so what? Aries, A R I E S, is what? A R I E S is the constellation, but yeah, whose constellation? The goat. The goat. The who's a goat? Where from? This, I don't know. Space. The goat. The space, space goat. It's where, one of those where space goats. Now, oh, All right, well, now I gotta look this up. Yeah. I kind of said this off. Like I kind of shot this off a hip last night, but maybe I'm wrong. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can uh, suck it. <laughs> maybe. Let's find out. So the sign ruler is Mars. Mars also being the god of war. Mars is the, Mars is the Roman god of war. There we go. So <laughs> let's keep doing this. <laughs> it's like we're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. Aries is the Greek god of war. Yep, yep, yep. And then Aries A R I E S is 
zodiac sign, passionate, independent, trailblazers, blah, 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 just all that generic bullshit. Uh, ruling planet is Mars. So there, there's a... <laughs> They're governed by Mars? Yeah, but it's not the same Aries. Right, but there's like a right. lot of connection to different gods of wars. Yeah, within it's that. Like, it's like very clearly spelt differently. Yeah. Yeah. If you look up, yeah, you can even look up depictions of Aries, the zodiac sign. You're going to see a goat. You're not going to see. In Greek mythology, a symbol. Oh, it's a ram. Sorry. Uh, oh, and it's based off of a thing that I cannot pronounce. Oh, oh, it's based off of the, the goat that has a golden fleece. Yeah. <gasps> okay. So it's. Uh, it's very different. It's all Greek to me. Uh, well done. I think it was all Greek to them as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jordan is talking to Jackson on the phone, so she's just taking a minute. Um, Anyways, the last the last new word I learned was syzygy. That oh I I don't know what that means, but I've had to look it up because I watched an episode of um, X Files that was called that. Oh, I don't think I've seen a single X Files episode. Incredible yeah, show. We, we didn't we talk about that? No, no, we we're talking about Twilight Zone before. Yeah, right? Twilight Zone. Ah, in the same camp. I did have to look up the other day the difference between bison and buffalo. Oh, I think uh, are they. I didn't. Are I guess I don't the really know. Woolly the ones? They can be used synonymously. It's more common to right. use them synonymously over here. I think bison are more common in like Asia and Africa, and buffalo are more common to America. Like, if you were to like make a dichotomy but you can use it interchangeably here it doesn't really matter interesting what my only context for buffalo is buffalo soldier in the heart of africa the bob marley song well i really cannot find the last word i learned i guess he didn't learn it maybe it was virile I, I mean, no, because I know what virile is. I was just looking it up to no. clarify. I knew what it was. God damn. Okay. <laughs> I know that one. I know that one. Virile. virile. I, look up, I look up a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> oh, I had to look up what a pixie was <laughs> versus a sprite. Both are just fairies. Yeah. yeah. Is there a meaningful distinction? Nope. <laughs> All right. Cowie, I, uh, I have a, a birthday gift for you coming your way. Uh, I don't know if you'll okay. get there in time or not, but it, it's coming. So keep your eyes peeled. All right. It's got a couple of weeks. So see. And Julian, you're coming. So you can just drop it off. Well, what? no. What? Are you, you're not in possession of it. It's like coming no. di directly yeah. from a, a source. Exactly. Here's what I do. Uh, I if I get it, if I get it before you get here, I'll put it to the side, and then you can hand it to me. <laughs> Perfect. I'll bring some wrapping paper with me. All right. <laughs> oh, level fourteen. Oh yes. All right. Great. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'm so tired of like, yeah, I'm just like playing these little weak characters. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Very different. Yeah, but you know, I took that into consideration when um creating 
this this adventure. So I'm sure you did. <laughs> you guys want to get big and strong? I'm gonna make you feel a little weak. <laughs> no. I just want to feel powerful once. <laughs> just just once. <laughs> Shit life of mine, just once. <laughs> Um. Uh. While while we're here and get ready, um, I want each of you to roll a D eight for me. Oh, easy. You want to go on a date with me? <laughs> My God, I'm on D roll twenty for the first time in like ever. Hope the sounds aren't fucking annoying. Uh, four. My my sounds are off. So I also got a four. Ooh. Weird. Well, I guess our fates are tied. <laughs> And our robot, robot, and our <laughs> like our face is just cute. Where are you again? You're a human, right? Yeah, I'm just a regular old human. Uh, this guy's <laughs> kind of uh, I don't know. This this guy's just generic enough to be in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Honestly, <laughs> I know. It's just a human paladin. Oh wait, do you guys come up with fun facts for these characters? I, I'm, I was thinking about it, uh, and then yeah, you... I have a lot. Come of up with something quick. I just have a lot of lore about George's gonna be like Bogar that I'm gonna use. Yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I feel like they we've established so much previously in this campaign that you can just pluck a lot of information or already canon stuff if you need. Wait, uh, as far as like deities go, are we using a specific uh, region or anything goes? No, it doesn't matter. All right. You have to use explicitly the Greyhawk Pantheon. Shoot. That's <laughs> those, those kind of like boring ones with like double names. Right. Oh, shoot. Actually, wait. Great. Uh, well, Greyhawk. Greyhawk's where you get Vecna, though. Oh. Maybe actually, I, I, think, I think that's why I said that. <laughs> I think I had that in the back of my head. Where's Cord from? Also Greyhawk. Do you know? Oh, All right, so like yeah, maybe no. maybe we're yeah. maybe we're just in Greyhawk then I guess, <laughs> but uh, I get I don't know the Valsalheim gods if they're all Greyhawk or, but hmm. yeah I mean you know we can you can always we can always blend them you know no one's gonna no actual uh, religious fanatic is gonna come knocking on our door if they do no. I'll kick him in the throat high <laughs> kick. Yeah, oh yeah. I save those just for religious religious fanatics. <laughs> I don't always use my my throat kicks, but when I do, it's for religious fanatic. <laughs> what was I doing? I what happened to that Dosaki's guy? Is he alive still? Is he dead? What happened to him? Uh, probably cirrhosis of the liver. <laughs> I, I, I thought in the very last most interesting man, was it on Earth or alive? In the world, I think. Man. In the world? I think, in I'm pretty world, sure yeah. the very last commercial he got on like a spaceship and flew away. Oh. I think canonically that's what happened to that man. Terrible uh, decision. <laughs> well, you know, what relevance does the most interesting man in the world have in space? Other worlds. Gotta go, gotta go c- compete in the Tournament of Champions. Huh? Is he alive? <laughs> Is he alive? Yep, he's 83 years old. Wow. His name, guess what his name is? It's uh, uh, John Smith. Jonathan Goldsmith. Wow. 
So uh, you were like the least interesting 85%. name on the planet. <laughs> That's got to be half credit right there. Yep. No, you were 85% right. there. Shoot. Okay. Okay. Here we go. I don't know how to pronounce this. It was you ever a come across a word that you've only like read, but you've never like said out loud. And then the second you have to pronounce it, you're like, uh, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. That's what's happening right now. Mm. Remember me and my friend would like tussle about the word vehement. Like if you vehemently agree with someone, like you like emphatically agree or like agree aggressively. Mm-hmm. Like I, I vehemently dislike whatever you just really really don't like whatever and he would say vehemently and i would say vehemently and we were both wrong what right yep it's vehement so i said vehement because we had both read it in in like one of our like psych fucking articles (laughs) we were like what the fuck is that word i don't think i've ever seen the word vehement in a psych article that's far too flavorful a word for a scientific article. You know, that, that word's too fun. It's fair. It's particularly true. I don't know. But we both read it and saw it and didn't know how to read it. So mm. to your point, I do have a relevant story. I got I to get the Google. Uh, what do you look like? What do you look like? Well, I mean, I, but I, well, I can't pronounce it. So I can't, I can't tell you. Share your screen. Uh, one sec, one sec. You better spell it out it's loud. Not, it's not Paint on the... It's a picture. <laughs> it's a picture. Uh, I'm looking up. Then I won't go go with uh Saint. Well, th- no, no. This is no. It's spoilies because I'm. This is gonna be my in, fun fact. It's in oh, the handbook. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. What page Don't of the worry. handbook? What line? What is it? <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, where? Wait, you're um. Shoot. I think I saw a mace. I hope I don't have a gelatinous cube anymore. Yeah, you know. I listen. I tried. Dude, we all tried. It's okay. I tried. I tried to say <laughs> I really I'm appreciate so it. Ugh, we got to get you a new cube. I think that's going to have to be a... I know <laughs> you probably got something planned, Cowie, but um, we're actually going to go on a quest for a cube. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> luck. <laughs> Where are you? I published your findings. Wow. Are the first documented cube uh, domestication. <laughs> oh man, you think I could be a scientist? You think he's smart enough to be a scientist? <laughs> I'm cut. I'm turning tail. I'm done with you guys. I'm leaving. Rogar's leaving the campaign to go pursue his academic interests. Hey, we'll get you a uh, circulate of intelligence and bump your intelligence to a 19. <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, that'd be great. Like this, just like we just take a hard turn into like grad school. Like this just becomes a grad school simulator. <laughs> the college. I can go back to the college more. You have a grad test school, coming up. Grad school. I've not studied. <laughs> Roll a d20 to see if you can cram <laughs> effectively. See how effectively you cram. Roll stealth to cheat. <laughs> What's the most important <laughs> academic thing you cheated on? Me? Anyone. Are, are we still recording? All right, you want me to pause it? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just like I'm coming back from vacation and trying to um, dispel like a week's worth of Sunday scaries because I haven't been working. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know what my week is gonna look like tomorrow. What if it was mega easy? 
it's not it i know it's not going to be like i have like confirmation based off the text messages that i had on my work phone that was off all week so so i'm ready, ready to pray rock and, and roll escape. let's do it did you hear about yeah. the new wait did you hear about the new horoscope dates oh my god because no, jordan actually cares about this shit yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I, do. I, do. I do, and I, I don't. Jordan I'm actually not... cares about this shit. <laughs> I have not heard about. I, I don't mean shit, you know, in a derogatory sense. No, but, I know. I, I, I. Let me know. What, what is it? No, it's okay. It's a little dumb. <laughs> Wait a sec. All right, I gotta look this up. But that Julian is bringing it to the attention of the group is hysterical to me because yes, he's the that's why I'm so <laughs> intrigued by this. So wait, does that girl officially accept her new astrological sign? Does she like, did she realize that her life had been a lie and now she's <sighs> personality or? I didn't want to get into it, honestly. Um, <laughs> conversations with her tend to be unpleasant for one reason or another. <laughs> I hope she never listens to this. <laughs> She's going to know immediately who she is. <laughs> well, no, he's going to cut all this out. Because it's, it's not important. <laughs> yeah, we started the 39-minute mark. <laughs> no, he just started recording now. No, no, he took a break because we were talking about cheating. I know, but he started. It's recording right now. Yeah, but it'll be the same. It was a pause, not ending. So I'm not editing any of that out. <laughs> Sorry, Julian. Wait, shit, I can't I'm find sorry. it. I thought he was recording you guys discussing that. Okay, I can't find it. I will. Uh, I'll text. Uh, I'll. I'll text some folks and, and figure this out. And we'll. When we have a break, we'll. We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's so exciting. We're gonna be in the same room in like two weeks. I know. It's like a week and a half. It's crazy. Wait. Did you see they announced that six E is gonna be coming out? What? In, but like in twenty twenty four. Oh, okay. So, so, got- so, so two years, but like, it's like crazy. Like, we, this is all I've, all I've ever known. Honestly, though, but so like, five e came out twenty thirteen, I think. Right. <laughs> what? I think five e came out in twenty thirteen. So it's a, it has been a while. Like ten years. Yeah, been living- yeah, but we didn't start. We didn't start playing till what? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. But we've been living in this like 5.5 space with all these like expansions and additions yeah. and Xanathar and whatever and whatever, right? Like I, yeah. I it's I'm ready for it. I'm ready for a new yeah, one. Yeah, I'm curious. Just curious to see what they do and what they think is going to like elevate it um, to its next form. So we'll see. It's cool. It'll be fun because like we'll actually. Oh, that would be a fun podcast uh, of just like just us chewing the shit about like changes in six E because yeah. like now we like actually have some authoritative voice like we've been playing with 5e for a while like we're fairly familiar with the mechanics and the rules all of us have dm'd it like we can modify accordingly and also deny willingly (laughs) i'm so excited to be a person that's played more than one version because i listen to all these podcasts and they are always like so pretentious about like oh well three and then like four and like they like are like (laughs) yeah but like now we'll get to be one of them I was wrong. Fifth edition came out in twenty fourteen. So hard. So ten hard years of fifth edition. Wisdom, yeah. my wisdom modifier plus the. I I'm ashamed to say I don't remember how to calculate my how many prepares were, but I'm refreshing. <laughs> I uh, yeah, take a look. No, take a time. Take a look through <clears throat> your um character sheets and wait. I have a level seven spell. Yeah. Kind of, wait, what are you? The cleric. 
Oh, cleric. cleric. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, cleric, a paladin, and a druid. That's good. That's good. That's a good team. I can prepare 19 spells. Holy fuck. Oh, maybe I, I should, that, maybe I should maybe I should make this harder. <laughs> nope, no, don't worry. Nope, you're already prepped. Don't even worry about that anymore, buddy. Hey, you know, on the fly. We'll we'll see. We might bump some of those D6 damage dice to D8s. We'll see. Yeah. That's, that's a good, yeah. Give him just like Rogar a couple, over here uh, with... couple extra hundred more hit points, you know. Nobody has to no one has well, to know. I was gonna say Rogar over here with 115 <laughs> hit points. Do you know do you guys know what my favorite fudge is? What? Uh, it's, peanut it's butter. Such... <laughs> it, actually that's objectively true <laughs> yeah yes. me too yeah. Yeah. I, it is my favorite um my grandma makes it the best do um, cantrips count in my prepared spells no no you have them all the time uh it's to just inconspicuously add 20 hit points anytime i feel like players are doing too good against my big bad <laughs> oh yeah like so a lo- i mean j- just so you know a lot of times when there's like big fights i just add up yeah. like damage and when i think it's like yep. hit enough i'm like okay that that's yeah absolutely do it. i'm tired yeah <laughs> or if i very specifically want a character to have the killing blow oh so yeah, yeah like right, there are right. times where i feel like it's thematically appropriate for someone to like finish the fight so i'm like oh i'll just keep it going a little bit a little bit like we'll dance around a little for a little while and then like bang makes sense this app has upgraded a lot since I last used it. It has like little tags on the on the spells for like what people what people like classify it as. Like it says like buff, control, damage, creation, healing. Like it has little like things on it, not just the nice. like actual school of thought, hmm. school of magic. That's handy. And classified into little categories that are more easily or like easier for you to navigate like oh i desperately need a buff your buff right now yeah it also puts my circle cells automatically that's nice all right i'm gonna start the introductions let's do it Yo, welcome to drunkards and dragons where a group of mental health workers across the country take turns being the dm <laughs> or a player for various virtual campaigns and misadventures. My name is Kawi. Today, I am the DM. We are returning to a campaign that we have been playing for several years now, um, have taken various breaks from, and have gotten pretty far in. We're closing in on the on the end of it. So, you know, there's going to be some stuff that might not make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's, it's very homebrewed, um, but, you know, we're, this is a very, very much a good time campaign that we're just partying through. My fun fact for today, actually, I have two. Actually, before I say anything, I have a mea culpa from last episode. Oh. So when I when we did our first introductions, it was we, last time we were doing Tyler's campaign in Avernus, and I played Saren Barkai in that campaign. And in the introduction, I introduced him as a halfling. Now, he is not a halfling. He's actually a gnome. <laughs> him, and, him and Zook are gnomes. Serafina is the only halfling. And that is why she is larger than us. A little bit bigger. We are all small, but I just wanted to clear that up. Anyways, so that's my mea culpa. My f- first actual fun fact is that, as will be 
pretty evident to anyone if anyone ever listens to this that also listens to other actual play uh podcasts a lot of this setting and a lot of the npcs are or just ripped off from critical role but not like not plot or yeah i guess not plot but vasselheim and that stuff was like is like a matt mercer tm that i'm i'm stealing and then the end game is kind of just taking some stuff from the forgotten realms and chult and and plugging it plugging it in so you guys will see that um eventually now my second and personal fun fact is that i kawi pee sitting down whenever possible it's comfortable <laughs> it's relaxing Please. I'm, I'm laughing because i knew that which is which i feel like now closer to kawi as a friend because i knew mm-hmm. that and it, it's also like so in my apartment there's two bathrooms my partner and i each have a bathroom like our own bathroom and i like sitting down because i keep the door open when i'm peeing and i sit down and my dogs come and like hang out with me and like sit and like i can like pet them while i'm peeing it's not it's not boring you know i get to relax for a minute and sit with them and it's fun so yeah that's it uh, i'm gonna <laughs> yeah that's all she that's all she wrote yeah uh kick it over to uh kick it over to julian all right all right see i don't have a dog and i've never had a dog so i guess i don't know the joys of uh peeing so what's your no what's your excuse for peeing sitting down then <laughs> i have no excuse uh i i pee sitting down if i just don't feel like standing up you know or if i like walk into the bathroom and this toilet seat's already down then like fuck it whatever i, I don't feel like maybe i don't feel like lifting it up i'll just sit yeah, see, my toilet seat's always down, so I did. I don't. There's no lift in there. Well, hello. Uh, my name is Julian. <laughs> I'm I'm playing Yandar, a human paladin. Yandar's fun fact. So I, I don't think I've ever actually canonically stated this in our campaign. So it's good to like get on the record now. His primary deity, the god to whom he is in the service of, is Saint Cothbert. Cothbert. Fuck, I looked this up, and I, now I don't remember. Cothbert. 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 I went with Cothbert, and I went with him for a very particular reason. If you look in the, if you look in your player's handbooks, or if you open your books to page 295, you will see that St. Cothbert is the god of common sense and zeal. Oh, wow. Uh, and while Yandar might not be the most zealous, he certainly has a lot of common sense, and is perhaps uh, the reason why he is so often in conflict with uh, some of his uh, traveling partners. Uh, but that perhaps will be more evident as we uh, as we get into the campaign itself. Uh, and so I will throw things over to my dear friend. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I just think uh, it's funny. I just think it's funny that like that, like that's like it's, it's Zolus doesn't have enough common sense for him. That that's what the the internal like this like deep internal conflict arises from. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to interpret common sense, right? I just I just think it's funny. I just I'm laughing. That's why. All right. Do you want do you want to introduce yourself? I was gonna toss it to you. Yes, I'm sorry. My name is Jordan. I'll be playing Zolus, Circle of the Mountain, Druid, 
So Alyssa's fun fact is that we have two for today that also have never been really discussed or come up. She has a like secret tattoo, I guess not secret, but it's like hidden tattoo on her foot that no one has noticed or like inquired then about the significance of, but is very significant to her. Um, and also like in very typical Druid nature, she's like appalled by most things like unnatural and undead with the exception of vampires who she once had like an unrequited love affair with in her time. Oh, and she's a half, half elf raised by humans, looks human for the most part, except for overwhelmingly um, elvish ears. Excellent. Wait, I have a question for the DM. Yep. When we are looking at spells, I'm realizing I have some prepared that are like not in your typical spell books. One of them's from one of the dragon books. We're sticking with just player's handbook and Xanathar's, right? Like that's what I should be using for spells. No, I don't care. You don't care? No, I, as long as it's from a published book, I don't want to have it to spend a lot of time like digging through Unearthed Arcana stuff, but as long as it's through like an actual 5e book, then I, I don't care. Sounds good. Dang. So many people are going to be real sad when 6e comes out and all their 5e expansion books are just... Fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm going to pass along to our former DM, Tyler. All right. It's been a long time since I've played. Very excited about it. Tyler, uh, I play Rogar, the, the eponymous Rogar and the Heartbreakers. Titular, Julian, I see you thinking about it. <laughs> this is canonically it's titular, the Rogar. Fuck off. It's titular. Also, by the by, it's unrequited. Yeah, yeah. Did I, what did I say, unrequited? Unrequited, unrequited yeah. Unrequited, yeah. We'll get emails. Uh, yeah. yeah. But can, canonically, this campaign is called Rogar and the Heartbreakers. So you're not oh, wrong. Shoot, we should have introduced ourselves yeah, as Heartbreakers. And in the real world, Jordan is awful at pronunciation of all words. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. I find your pronunciations very endearing, Jordan. <laughs> I love that. That doesn't, love- that doesn't make them any less wrong, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you come by it honestly, but. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I love that that meme where it's like, mispronouncing words is okay. It means you read it in a book somewhere or something like that. Rogar's fun fact. I have two because I'm excited about him and I haven't played him in a while. The first fun fact is that when Rogar was a teenager, he was in a band. Um, I forgot what the band's called. They have a canonical name for it. And his instrument was the Erhu or the Erhu, uh, also referred to as a spiked fiddle. It's the thing that you'll see people playing on like subway platforms with like one string and it sounds really Oh, high. yeah, yeah. Yep. He was essentially the bassist of his band. He filled out the bassist role, but it was still his, his band. His other fun fact, and this has never come up in the campaign either because I've never had a time to do it, uh, is that he's proficient in land vehicles. And he's a little bit scared to actually pilot a land vehicle because he's only ever done simulations. So he's, you know, he's gotten his like thousand hours of like simulated practice, but he's never actually like gone on to like a, mm-hmm. a real cart or a real, um, yeah, any any land vehicle he's never um, had real experience with because he, I don't know, maybe his village didn't invest heavily enough in mechanics. But yeah, so he is technically proficient but 
in practice may not be may or may not be well adept at oh. the local kids oh. would play vehicles by like shaking a car and he would pretend to like drive horses i was digging through the text that you sent in the group chat a while ago about the band because i remember you saying the name oh yeah and it is called the interplanar innard pulverizers <laughs> excellent yeah oh, that's a good name yeah I, I, I went with the sounds. That's a good name. Shoot. That, that group Paul. needs like a gorillas style fake <laughs> history and shit. Um, all right. We'll get into it in a second. But first, I just want to do a little bit of housekeep, housekeeping on my end. What is Yandar's AC right now? 20. Jeez. 20. And with a shield equipped, it's 22. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God. All right. Um, what about saving throw DC? Saving throw DC is 18. All right. And I have passive perception marked as 14. Uh, 16. 16. All right. Are you still wearing the chest plate of thunder resistance? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So you have resistance to thunder damage. All right. That should be good. Zolus AC I have as 15. Is that correct? Yeah. I have 13, but I think I have something on me. And then spell DC and passive reception, I have is 18. Yeah, because I have studded leather armor. So yeah, 15, yes, and then 18. Spell attack is 10 because I have the beige wand. Okay. That adds a plus one. Uh, Rogar, I have AC 18. Yep. DC 16. That sounds right. Yep. And then perception 13. Ah. All right, and then you have the Gauntlets of Orbis Strength, right? Yep, I have that equipped and the uh, imp head that gives me extra health when I level up. That's right, that's right. Okay. That's right. so fucking items. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I went very item heavy in this campaign because I think it's cool and I <laughs> wanted to see what they do. So, yeah. All right. When we last left the Hellbreakers, the yep, group was Hellbreakers. Oh. Hellbreakers. Oh, Heartbreakers. When we last, <laughs> I, I, I mixed our original campaign. Yeah. <laughs> when we last left the Heartbreakers, the group was led to the Temple of Arathis by a pessimistic and frustrated Lucian, while Zolus searched her belongings for the gemstones needed to power Kronos's time machine that you guys have recovered from a very long dungeon. Lucian told the group about his worries for the future of Vasselheim. With a few resounding words, the group offered another perspective on the situation, and Lucian got to work on rebuilding the artifact. Once built, the group decided to rest before diving into their next adventure, and Rogar retrieved some of QB's remains from the previous battle. Rest in peace. After their rest, the group went and activated the machine. Through a series of dreamlike sequences and a lot of spinning, the group moved through an through important moments in the life of a lich king at the end they oh, saw yeah. a battle at the end they saw a battle of titans atop a castle where pieces of the lich were thrown through a portal into what looked like a tomb that was under construction regaining consciousness the group was led by the council le- council leaders and civilians to their new home in the quad roads there you guys fell asleep and rested and that is where we pick up. You guys 
rest did you sleep hard all of you have nightmares similar to the dreamlike sequences you saw during your memory travel but they don't disturb you enough to the point where you're so tired that you still sleep through the night but those images kind of just resounding still in your head you all begin to wake up the a new day has come as you shake off the sleepies in your head all of you simultaneously you hear a familiar voice uh it is that of vord the leader of Vasselheim, the leader of the council. Uh, and he, he's calling for you, essentially. And he says, Heartbreakers, please, when you're ready, come see us at the Platinum Sanctuary, which, as you know, is the temple at the base of the mountain to the north. Very, very close. You guys are in the residential district of the Quadros, which is just south of the Platinum Sanctuary. So that's where, <clears throat> whatever you guys want to do. All right. All right. As we uh, wake up, I, I'm, I'm sort of putting on my armor and uh, just sort of stretching and getting ready for the day. I'm looking at my uh, my fellow heartbreakers and and at our you know titular Rogar, and <laughs> I take a deep breath, like a really long sigh. All right. Do we do we need to talk about yesterday? I mean, <laughs> why? What happened yesterday? <laughs> Listen, you know, I'm glad you turned into a dragon. Um, I'm sure that was like it was really it, it came in handy. Um, it was also kind of reckless. All right, I just gotta say it. It was you know we we didn't discuss it. We said we were going to discuss it. You know, that's a really powerful potion that you just used and yeah i like it it's not like it didn't come in handy and you obviously saved a lot of lives and we ended this war probably far faster than you know were you not a dragon but it's just you know we're supposed to be a team rogar and you know teams communicate is is, is all i'm trying to say <laughs> oh my god. Roger like grabs the vial that holds QB like around his neck. He's like, that's fair. Yeah, no, that's right. I'm not I'm not trying I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to beat you down or be mean or anything. It's just like No, no, no. You're telling me a hard truth that I need to hear. I left before I looked. And before I knew it, Zolus was on my back and I felt like, I don't know, like, like we were just, we were, we were doing it. We were charging ahead. So, yep. Next time we can come up with a plan and yeah, next time we'll stop and look around. Still heartbreakers. I'm yeah. like, for one, I really do agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not specifying with who. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Roger's like still heartbreakers, and and I and I'm like yeah, oh, always heartbreakers, always heartbreakers. 
Um, Let's go see what. what we need to debrief on this like memory journey. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh, so, did you guys have the same dreams I did? <laughs> I Wait, think so. Sorry, question for Cowie. Do we know? I mean, I guess most notably Vecna. Like, do we recognize the the people that we saw in this dream, or yeah. do we just sort of know them as like very powerful beings, or are we just like generally spooked? Like, what's what's our understanding? No, at at this point, when Vord and the Council sent you into here, th- you guys have established canonically that this that it is Vecna, and essentially you were looking for specifically where his body parts that were severed in the battle went because those seem to be what the cult is going after in order to summon him and bring him back. Okay. Do you remember what body parts they were? Yeah, it was his hand. hand. His hand and his eye. His left hand and left eye. Classic. Yeah. Um, uh, I was accidentally I was accidentally on the Vecna page earlier today, um, just like like going through lore, and then I was just like interested, and I like because I looked up like to clarify what a lich was for myself, um, and then I I saw the hand in the eye, and I was like, oh cool, this is probably gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's his like calling card. Right. right. Um, okay. Cool. 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 Can I can I roll Arcana to see if I know who any of the people were, like who like casted his like body apart yeah you guys know that that is Cass who was his lieutenant oh, oh right 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 um his right hand man yeah. who okay yeah okay we're, we're we're gonna establish that I'll be right back after. I need to turn on the AC I'm melting I can All still right. hear you though okay <laughs> then you did a check and you know that there was a <clears throat> A group of clerics devoted to Foltis that were defending a village that Vecna's army, when he was raising a, an army of undead during his early lich years, um, they went to eradicate a village that his mother was put to death in for yeah. practicing black magic. Um, you, but he was able to uh, overpower the group of clerics um, because his lieutenant, the, uh, a Baylor demon, um, essentially st- helped him and, and stopped stopped their attack. Uh, but other than that, yeah, you, you have to ask for some clarification from the council, probably. Got it. I definitely prefer Vecna's early lich years to his later lich years. That's just me, you know. <laughs> Right. You kind of sold out. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, do we want to talk about it? Do people feel like we know what we're up against? What stands out as most important? Should we just get moving to board? Uh, uh, we should go see board because we seem out of our, maybe not out of our element, but not exactly ready for this fight. We should learn more about where all of Vecna is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I agree. Okay. Let's, let's go talk to Ford. So as you guys leave, 
your new um, abode, new residence. You come outside, you know, most of the smoldering, the the fires, oh, yeah. the wreckage of the city has been put out. Uh, the sky is still dark. That's been a running thing in this campaign. The, the sun went down and never came up one day. But there is a little bit of a lighter feeling in there. People are rebuilding, you know, communities are coming together, um, sifting through rubble. Before you had seen them, you know, pulling bodies out and getting pyres ready and stuff. That That's all already happened. So now you can sense in the air that people are, you know, trying to quickly go through the grieving process and get to that acceptance and that, you know, what's the next step? Like, we can't sit here idly, right? So that that vibrance is coming back, coming back to the city slowly but surely. Um, as you make your way up the stairs, the long stone stairs to the platinum sanctuary, there are lots of lots of guards outside. Um, but the most recon- recognizable face and familiar face is that of Lucian, and he's waiting outside, right outside the the big doors, the big white marble doors to the platinum sanctuary. Like kind of just like leaning back with his his arm arms crossed, seems like he's <laughs> kind of just staring off, thinking. Um, doesn't really seem to notice that you guys are approaching. Rogar goes, "Hey, what's up, cool guy?" With with a little bit of a start, looks you. Oh, guys, so so happy you're here. Um, welcome. It's it's good to see you again. Um, actually, that's. I was just thinking about you guys, and I know there's much to discuss in in there in the council chambers. Um, and so, ex- excuse my next question. That's a little bit more personal. Um, but have have you seen Raymond? Uh, he's been he's been missing since the assault on the city. Uh, you know, I. My first instinct was, you know, I, I fear that he is, was just slain in battle, but his body was not amongst among the corpses gathered. You know, I've tried reaching him telepathically, um, and I, I can feel and like sense that they're they're going through, but I haven't received any any response. I didn't know if you guys knew anything or had information. Just something that's been, you know, obviously weighing on me the last couple of days. What happened to him again? Did he like? Turn evil and bail or something, or did he just walk through a portal? He just like. He just so, the last thing you guys saw was when mm-hmm. you turned to a dragon, like when you guys were essentially going to different districts to help. Um, he was supposed to go to the quad roads and help in the quad roads with, mm-hmm. with Lucian. And so he ran off in that direction. Uh-huh. But that—that's the last you ever. That's the last you saw of him. Hmm. It was like being weird before that, hmm. when we were in the dorm room. When you were in the what? When we were, when we were like collecting the gems. Mm-hmm. He was being weird during that time. I mean, come back. I don't think he came with us. He like helped us get there, but then he didn't come with us. I don't think yeah, like, oh. yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, he. But then, then yeah, he was weird right after that. Like he was like up to something. 
not in a bad way, but just like was distracted and not focused on the same part for control. Was it his son or his brother died or something? No, Drenna, his secret orc girlfriend and their their unborn child was a what they were both sacrificed to the cult. Oh some yeah. Some sort of ritual. That's right. Oh yeah. Okay, so that explains some of that. <laughs> well, that, that that's kind of why what that was like the catalyst to his um character shift, you know, yeah. and from from like a coward like yeah that was like his motivation for going and like picking up his bow again and and adventuring with you guys yeah okay okay uh no uh he was supposed to go meet you but we haven't heard or seen him since since he departed from us and then we engaged right in battle and haven't didn't go back and didn't have time to go back and find him before we met with the council afterward Right. Yeah, yeah. Of, of course. Yeah. Have you have you attempted to scry or seek him out? I know you attempted telepathically, but yeah, I'm not. Like I said, like I I feel I can feel that there is some sort of receiving energy, but anytime I try beyond that, I there's there's nothing. It doesn't. I don't pick up anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, it, it could you know it could just be. I don't know some sort of false gut instinct, but. And maybe he is, you know, buried in some rubble. But I and we'll we'll, we'll keep looking. But I just wanted to just wanted to check. But thank you. I, I appreciate you kind of, um, you know, ta- talking about that with me. So, um, but yeah. And he, then he just kind of leans back and opens the doors for you guys, and you go in uh, back in in the platinum platinum sanctuary. You know, a place you've been several times. Uh, <laughs> white mar- white blue gold marble and metal trim and lots of pews and pillars high cathedral ceilings and uh, you know in the in the back room there's a kind of like the the council chamber so you make your way directly back over there and you see the familiar council gathered there is Gruner the twins from Dust Meadow Lucian Vord and Ophira. As you guys enter, everyone's already seated. They kind of look over and everyone gives a little friendly wave and there's three seat, three seats. They, well, there's four seats because usually Raymond would be with you, but they motion for you three to sit down. Uh, Vord stands and says, welcome, welcome, please have a seat. Um, as I said before, you were all out for quite a while, at least six hours. Um, and that was just from the time that Lucian returned to the temple and found you after how, how no one knows how long. So I hate to rush this, but now that you have rested, I hope we can talk about what you saw. Um, and there's, you know, some, some shifting, very eager ten- tension in the air and all eyes are, are on you. Um, Meta, I know it's been a while. I don't know if you guys remember everything that, you saw but i if you if you don't i can kind of give a summary of stuff i i do i just i we you have you wrote down all the notes well i mean i think a summary would be good you know meta meta like you know if someone's listening to this and they haven't 
like we're jumping into this campaign kind of fresh uh, for them. We're just so recounting. It might be as handy for a recap. Today. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Basically, I'll summarize it, and it'll be as if you guys are summarizing it to the council because cool. it's obviously very fresh in characters' minds. So basically, you um, recrafted and recreated this ancient artifact from the god Kronos that would could be used to not only go back in time but go through to different places as well um so lucian kind of programmed it to follow through based on lore dates and times and places where vecna Mm. might have been so the first thing you saw was his early childhood in kind of like a makeshift dingy little root basement um fiddling with magical items looked like magic sigils and things like that and his his mother was with him and kind of like teaching him then it shifted to his mother at the gallows in the town center about to be hanged um and then kind of him running away and, and fleeing the fleeing the town then it's a, then it went again to him a little bit older in another lab, a bigger, more sophisticated lab. Um, there was a explosion after he kind of looked over in your ethereal direction and oh, knocked yeah. over some, some vials. We um, made- there, was, <laughs> there was a large explosion and when the smoke cleared, you could see kind of unfurling like almost like a cocoon around him was a large ethereal snake made of shadows and almost like a gaseous form that was protecting him um and as it uncoiled you could see that same darkness and smoke kind of like pouring into his eyes and him uh, absorbing that then next it showed like a very large dark cavernous layer uh and the same same man at an altar, lots of um, slain and seemingly ma- sacrificed uh, animals, humanoids. He, the guy takes a dagger, cuts off his own hands, and gouges, gouges out his own eyes and places it on the altar. And as he does, the, again, black energy swirling, swirling, then he takes his dagger to his throat, slits it, uh, slits his own throat, black blood pours from his throat um and as it comes out it takes that shadowy flowing gaseous form the, the blood itself does and it envelops him uh and you can see his you saw like his skin and flesh just going through like a rapid age almost and like dying and deteriorating and then regenerating like from from his bones themselves um and and as he comes out of this, you see his eye and hands grow back out of like green necrotic energy. Mm. Um, and then the next one is when you see him with an army of undead entering a the village, seemingly the same village that like the village square that his mother was hanged in, and just like slaying people. And as they die, they rise back up and join his army. So he's like. You know, playing Katatari Damashi with with people and like <laughs> getting bigger and bigger as he moves through, and um, a, a group of clerics was standing off to the, 
like comes out of the crowd and they summon this giant beam of radiant energy um, and kind of focus it Dragon Ball Z style to him. <laughs> and it's, it's hitting him in the chest and he's starting to disintegrate. And then all of a sudden um, his large half man, half Baylor demon swoops in and shields him with um, from the radiant energy and the energy dissipates and they're able to overtake the clerics. Um, then it was uh, back to like a very like sophisticated lab, big library, him standing at a work table, um, standing next to that same half bailer, half man in full plate armor. Um, he had two, he had a helmet with two downturned horns coming down. Uh, long cape and a and spiked <clears throat> shoulder armor, and they're standing over a glowing red sword, and you can see uh, Vecna pick it up and start almost whispering to it, and it's pulsating with energy, and he hands it over to the armor-clad figure who who bows and accepts the sword. Then the next scene was those same two figures now on top of a castle tower with swirling clouds, lightning, thunder, like storming, um, and just like face-to-face -face locked in a sword fight. Um, energy, necrotic energy, elemental energy flowing from each of them. The, the energies themselves were battling as they were physically battling. It was just kind of like a very like meta battle. The castle walls were crumbling. It's, they seemed to be almost... There was nothing else there. They were just floating in this plane, um, locked in this battle. With the, as they begin to both die, the lich conjured a portal, and again removed his uh, hand and eye, that were now glowing green with necrotic, like necrotic and uh, magical, and threw them into the portal. Um. Inside the portal, the party can see that same half man, half Baylor demon on the other side of the portal. Now, the and the kind of background imagery is him with like whipping slaves and being like a slave driver, and because and they're like constructing what looked to be a, a tomb. And so as the severed parts go, went through the portal, the Lich and the Knight both implode, imploded, creating like a black hole. And that's when you guys got spit back out, essentially. Um, so so, that, so there was three main characters in there. There was the, the Lich, there was the half bailer, half man, demon, and there was the one that he was locked in battle that was like the armor clad with the the horns. That, that I, I, I might have said that was the same one as the the Veil of Demon, it wasn't. There are two different people. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's so, but And there's um, also a knight yeah, like, with, a, with a glowing red sword, right? So that was the, that was the one he was battling with on top of was, was okay. the castle. So you say all this to the council. You walk them through. I mean, you see there, <clears throat> you see some tears. You see, you hear gasps. People are you know, they're writing notes themselves and you see them passing notes and point to it and as you're talking and kind of comparing things and almost 
you can like feel ideas conjuring mm. when you're done before it stands up again he says thank you thank you i know that must have been exhausting probably terrifying and a, a major ordeal now what i'd like to do and he, with a wave of his hand he creates almost like a magical little whiteboard <laughs> like i, I want to kind of just get this all get this all down so we have this information and clarify according to legend and lore what what this must have been so and then he starts to kind of almost like finger, finger paint on it he's like drawing little magical images on this board the lich itself well, certainly Beckner. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that at this point. You know, the hand and the eye, as well as as the the final battle that you saw, which was certainly with his former lieutenant Cass. Now, and he moves on to the next section. It's like Cass was the one who received the enchanted sword from Vecna, the same sword that was said to ha have been enchanted with so much evil that it whispered to Cass and told it, told him to betray Vecna and usurp <laughs> power from him and take over his kingdom. Now, the, the even more interesting part is that no legend ever really talked about why Vecna began his reign of terror. Oh. You know, what, what really started? But I mean, from what you're saying, it seems that it was, it was revenge and, and vengeance that started it. Um, seemingly feeling that he was wronged and his family was wronged and taking, you know, I'm not here to excuse the Lich for his actions or, or anything, but it seems that this was his justification. Not an um, but a reason. Thank you. Thank you. Very well put. Rogar gets it. No, was mama's boy. Got mad. Gruner kind of lets out a little chuckle and then goes for a fist bump <laughs> across the table from him. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Gruner. <laughs> uh, now, our last piece here is going to... So the, the half Baylor demon, half man you described, that sounds like Acer Eric. Acer... Acer... How the fuck do you say this? Acer... This is one, this one that I've, all, I've, I've only seen it written... <laughs> <laughs> Acer, we're gonna say Acerrek. A C E. It's spelled A C E R E R A K. Acerrek. Acerrek. Hold on, hold on. There's Acerrek. a on uh, Forgotten Realms wiki. Acerrek. Acerrek. Yep. Or Acerrek. 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 Let, let let's say Acerrek. Yep. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that out. So I'm gonna start the sentence over. Acerrek. So. The the last kind of piece would be the half Baylor demon, half man that you saw, which the way you describe it seems to be Osirak, who was another one of Vecna's loyal right-hand men, never quite reached the level that Cast did, but he constructed a tomb there is a known tomb of Asarak in the jungles of Chult. And it is known to be filled with terrifying traps and deadly puzzles. But there's no mention in 
anywhere of it being linked to Vecna, of it containing remnants or phylacteries or pieces of Vecna. And I think this must be kind of the missing piece that the, the cults were trying to figure out because there's no way they can complete their ritual of ascending a banished demigod without his his mortal remnants right so we might have beaten them to this information it seems like they've beaten us to every other piece of information but this seems like maybe we have an upper hand here because they clearly don't know they're they were coming here to try to get information or i don't know what they're what they didn't really offer um a reasoning when they attack but so the, I can assume the hand is that we know about this tomb that well the the, the tomb itself to... is known it's a it's a ancient it's tomb that, it's, it's that... yeah it's an ancient tomb that many adventurers or I mean mostly kind of treasure hunters have sent adventures to it because they're said to be bounties of treasure in there there's very very powerful magical items and artifacts supposedly buried in there and that's kind of how Osirak had lured lured adventurers in there and it said that he in his own plane because he's not in the mortal plane anymore but in his own plane was absorbing that the power and, and the souls of those who entered and died in his tomb but yes where you're again correct is that no one knew that or no one made it far enough and no one knew that Vecna's limbs, his hand and his eye are somewhere deep within that tomb. So I don't think that we can risk the cult figuring this out and trying to retrieve the pieces for themselves. Okay, so I think. What was that? I said, okay, so death pact. Everyone here kills themselves. What? What? No. <laughs> no. We die with this information. Nope. That's not where he was going. Hold on a second, Rogar. Let, let, let him land. I. Oh. Oh. oh okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Silently, like rub, rub Rogar's back and like, yeah, war is hard. <laughs> We're okay. Because my other worry is that if Osirak also finds out that they're trying to the cult is trying to bring back Vecna because of right now it doesn't seem like he knows or else he would probably open up his tomb doors for them and give them the pieces so his master could ascend right he he Osirak would likely try to return to the mortal, mortal plane in order to do this so I think we can't leave it there because once Osirak figures that out he's going to offer it to them and adopt this cult uprising as his own. So I think our best option would be to find the pieces, bring them back here, where they can be stored deep in our vaults in the mountain, away from mankind forever, where we could defend it, where we could rebuild, and we could potentially save our world. Everyone's kind of stopped writing, taking notes, start looking at each other. Lucian stands up. And says, well, what if we set out to just kill Vecna instead? Now, now, now hear, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Ambitious? The, 
just li- but this cult has already has clearly already started the process of trying to return him to our plane, right? This that's what this whole thing has been about. What if, yes, we possess the final pieces needed for the ritual and summon him ourselves, but on our kind of on our terms, right? When so then when he was back on this material plane, we could destroy his phylacteries, which I would think are are the pieces that we recover so that he could not be reborn and finally slay him to end this once and for all. And Gruner stands up abruptly, so his chair flies back, smashes the table, his fist on the table, says, I'll smash his brains in by the power of cord. And Ophira stands up now and says, boys, I don't know if summoning the Lich King is the wisest idea. Even if we summon him into an ambush, we have no idea how powerful he will be when he re-enters this material plane. Vord chimes in. Well, I have to agree with Dofir. Even if we do our best to repair and fight, there are an innumerable amount of variables that we would be unable to account for. And finally, the, the last two aside besides from your group, the, the two twins stand up. Twins. Oh, I hate <laughs> the, the twin on the Regardless, left. Look at me, he's like, you two don't talk. <laughs> uh, we need you. <laughs> you're, you're gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, roll uh, intimidation. I guess. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this 22. Point. <laughs> they look at you and then just sit down. <laughs> uh, I, put, I put my hand up. Uh, excuse me, uh, Vord. Quick question. Yes. So, all right. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. You had me at puzzles. All right. You had me way back at puzzles. I love this house and puzzles, but I I am curious. Uh, can we not just destroy these pieces of Vecna in eye and a hand? I mean, I, I've never held a, an eye in, in my hand before, but I imagine they're quite squishable. Yeah, I mean, that is a excellent question. We don't, I think we don't know what energy and what magic are stored within this, mm. within these pieces. And I don't know enough about the ritual itself to know if that could be the, the trigger to of the final piece of summoning maybe it is to just you know destroy his last mortal pieces so that he can fully ascend to a higher deity or god status so once we have them that that could be that could be we could do research we could try to find out and perhaps that might be the end goal yes but i think that maybe we should wait to decide that until after we retrieve the pieces Okay. Fair enough. Zola looks like doesn't raise your hand, but it interrupts and it's like, okay, it's so we have this information now. You're saying research once we get it. Once, what would time is of the essence here, right? Like, why why are we waiting to to try to figure out what the mechanism is? Like, you guys have. I mean, I know we just went through war, but like in theory, in this place, you have a lot of resources. We're still we're still in war. In and yes, we, we will. I'm not saying. We sit here with our hands crossed until we 
have them. And then we do research, but I'm, I'm saying, you know, we'll have kind of teams and, and we'll have different roles and responsibilities. So getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, it seems like we're at impasse. We have a couple of us who want to, oh wait, no, cause we're all in favor of retrieving the, them, right? It's just a matter of destroying them or summoning him or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's certainly where and I stand. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then I guess that that's the decision. So what we need to do is assemble a party to do that while there's another team starting research, you know, contacting others. And I mean, we've already started the process of getting reinforcements from other cities, but as you probably noticed, we're very far into the mountains and pretty isolated. But we are we are in the process of getting those reinforcements to help us defend the city in case of another another attack during this time, as well as helping rebuild our walls and and then kind of work our way into the the infrastructure of, of our city. But but we're we're getting more scholars as well, and we're reaching out, messaging other scholars, um, historians. We're even going so far as to contact various well-known bards to see if they have any useful stories that might might point us in the right direction so yes to your to your Times point are we are indeed yes hard like kate bush <laughs> <laughs> heard there's this uh zook fellow who might be <laughs> who might have a tale oh, he's, to say uh he's a bit a bit washed about <laughs> he's a bit played out in, in this in this <laughs> neck of the woods but <laughs> he's a bit but, Heartbreakers are our obvious. You guys have already done so much for this city, and our obvious. Yeah, let's let's put an underline on that statement. All right, as you begin well, rebuilding. Just about our... when right. when when you're you're newly trashed. When he starts, to, he starts to say we have to assemble a party, like the the heartbreakers all together, like just like look at each other, like as if it's not already that. Right? <laughs> it's like are, like are you going to send someone with us? It's yeah. gonna be us. Assemble then, what? Well, then he was like two teams, and I was like, okay, two teams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, yeah, we're gonna be the research team, and someone else is going to go on the adventure. Yeah, we're gonna nerd this one, <laughs> and everybody else can be <laughs> <fucking> murdered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but you are all our for our first first choice. Our only at this point, I think our only choice. Should uh, stop that first. Uh, it's a little less I mean, certainly, your, it's less endearing when we're your only choice. Um, I mean, I, certainly our first, though. Lord, I have a question, and this may seem gauche. Oh, um, I have had a, I have a lot of money that I've been <laughs> dying to spend for a very long time, and I'm not saying this because I am a vain, uh, or sort of status obsessed individual. But rather, you know, we are going on some very you know, treacherous, tumultuous uh, journeys, and I want to have as solid, you know, equipment as I can, you know. And so I want to, I, I, I don't mean to be jumping the gun, but I imagine that we are going to be going on a quest, an adventure soon. And so I'm curious, I'm desperate, quite frankly to get some good quality equipment. Do you know a place? I'm looking, as I look at the uh, ruins around me, 
um, perhaps outside of here, that may have the the quality uh, items that I seek. That is fair. Yes, I mean there are certainly other cities. the The time it might take for those to be brought items to be brought here, or you to go there and get them, I feel like we're we'll be losing some valuable time. However, we do we you know uh, we do have our we do have a stash of items, equipment, potions that we can. That we will that we will give you whatever whatever you whatever you want. You have access to the armory, um, the apothecary, whatever's left. In, you know we we've been rounding up whatever's left of the of the stores and the shops in the quad roads as well. And you know this this will be available to you for free. Yes. <laughs> well, but you said you wanted to spend money. <laughs> I do want to spend some money though. Does no one can no one teleport us anywhere? I mean, we, we could, we could. As I said, it's it would that whole shopping montage. It might <laughs> it might take might eat up some valuable time. That we are. Let's compromise here. Will you take a look at the stuff that we have? If you yes. feel like that is it's not suitable for this escapade, then we can re-approach the idea of sending you elsewhere for supplies. Sounds very sensible. Okay. It, looking at, obviously, the, one of the elephants in the room is Raymond is not here. Now, I, I've, I've talked to Lucian a bit, and, and we're not sure of his location, of his status, but we can't wait around. So, I want to offer you to replace his spot with one of us at this council that might be able to assist you while the while the others stay and help run things on on this end so now i, I kind of i want to pause and, and kind of meta and have you guys make a decision who you want to recruit as your fourth party member so so there's there's gruner who is a dwarf fighter. There is Vord, who is an elf wizard. There's Lucian, who is a elf cleric. There's Ophira, who is a half elf druid. Not her. She fucking died in the last fight. <laughs> and there, no. there are, there are the 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 twins who are some sort of humanoid. Not those fucking things. Happening. I don't even need to know their class. That's all right. They're not coming. Um, <laughs> How old is Vord? I mean, he's old. Even for for a elf, he he's certainly certainly old. I don't love the idea of taking their leader either. Like that could create like a power imbalance that would be. Here. uncomfortable upon our return what are the twins again i'm sorry i interrupted you there's some sort of humanoid you can't tell because they're like behind their masks um but they're they're rogues oh, okay Ooh, okay I, I don't think cowie wants to play twins on the road uh <laughs> i i would you know just for full disclosure i would essentially just have them act as one and just do like yeah their turns together but all right and then Lucian was a 
Lucian's He's a cleric. Cleric. And then Gruner's a fighter. See, okay. Here's all. All right. Uh, here's my opinion. All right. I don't think we're hurting for actual fighting prowess, and it never hurts to have another healer. Right, like then, Tyler, you can also be focusing on attacking more. Okay, and we have a backup healer should things get dicey. Uh, wow. Lucian, what 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 healing magic do you have? Well, as a fellow cleric, you know that I have access to 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 the same <laughs> yeah, spells you do. So you turn your I, page to the cleric <laughs> spell list on. <laughs> what do you have? I, and yeah, I, right now. <laughs> not much because you know we're not doing much. But I can by the time we go, I can prepare whatever is necessary. So you tell me if if you want me to come with you, you tell me what you need. You know what kind of magic I can offer, and you let me know what where which kind of end of the spectrum you want me to if you're on and i can do that what domain are you i i hear clerics have these domains much like our oaths um so where where do you lie dude i don't know hold on we can't we can't have too many cooks in the gas in the in the kitchen are you feeling threatened <laughs> no i just don't want to fucking waste the, 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 fun, like, the amount of fun <laughs> I can already destroy undead. I don't need you to destroy undead. If I can destroy, I can destroy undead too. I mean, that's a, you know, we're all destroying. <laughs> <I'm excited. laughs> yeah, like, shut up. <laughs> we, we're we are the captains of the team. <laughs> we get to pick. We are first pick. I don't know. Zolas, what do you think? Um, I mean, the twins scare me the most, which. I feel like it means they would also scare our enemies the most. But otherwise, I understand your point of view. I'm not fine with it either. I, if it was my first choice, I would say we'll take another spellcaster. But I also feel kind of uncomfortable with Ford leaving his kingdom here. Uh, Lucian is life domain. Oh, okay. I think that's what I have. No. Big heals. Big old. So yeah, most mostly heals, but can also do like some tanking or, or defending. I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, my my switch users over there. Y'all got to play Fire Emblem Three Houses. It's uh, it's a very good game, <laughs> oh, and you okay. have this this very this specific decision comes up all the goddamn time of like who do you recruit. Uh, this person's proficient in bows and riding. Like, do you want to take uh, oh, this person's proficient in axes and flying? Like, what do you want to uh, do? And so, like, right. <clears throat> and so, he, and here I am, you know, with this decision again. And more often than not, every single time I go into battle, and I'm like, I wish I had a healer. I wish I had another person to heal. I'm taking a lot of damage. I don't want to waste time healing. Vor, <laughs> you know, this is, you've seen us work. You know your team. What's your recommendation? Mm. So many levels of meta. Now, I see your strengths. I see your compassion, your, your teamwork, your communication. And I think that 
you are all really great friends and great people. This feels like a positivity sandwich where the feedback yes. is <laughs> right in the middle. I think there is a lot of physical prowess in your group, but not you know in a one-sided manner, right? You have a lot of physical attacks. You have a you don't have a lot of. I think Raymond kind of filled in that ranged, long-ranged attack spot, as well as offering some some healing. I think that everyone at this table could offer offer their own unique strengths and positivity. Have a favorite child? They're all my favorites. <laughs> yeah, you're basically asking them to choose, but you know, I I think that you should look at not what you have, but what you've lost and how to fill that. I mean, yeah, uh, true, good points. <laughs> if I was a little beefier, like we were less worried about me falling and getting hit, then I could fill some of those gaps in terms of range. Like the reason why I've been close is because I've had to go into wild shape to make sure I don't die health-wise but if i could be spell casting more because we had healing to back us up or i had better armor then i think that i could balance out some of the range that we do then, then let's fix that now then we take lucian to heal and we go to the armory to get you some better armor Though, I, I'll be honest, I, I've never considered you to be dying frequently. Maybe I wasn't noticing, but I, I, I thought you were. I thought you were carrying your weight. I mean, I've been, I think I've been cautious not to, to die and could be taking more risk with the right uh, protection. Fair. Makes sense to me. Yeah, Rogar. I mean, you you know the the, the titular Rogar. What what say you? you? You guide us. Listen, listen. If, if Zola thinks something's a good call and you agree with her, then who am I to challenge whatever good thing is happening there? <laughs> Lord, we've made our decision. We'll take the uh, him. Give us the cleric, <laughs> Lucian. Yeah, that yep. You will, you will go with the heartbreakers and help guide them and bring them back. And he just gives gives a nod, and gives a nod to you guys. He says, "Okay, let's get ready." Okay, and... but Lucian. So if you are coming with us, that means you too must become a heartbreaker. And he kind of like smirks and he says, "He looks up at you." He says. Why don't we get home first, and then we'll, and then uh, we'll work but, on that. I don't know. I mean, I feel like to to come with us, we we will protect you, obviously. Like we will get you back home because you are one of us. But to make sure you're one of us, you have to become a heartbreaker and take the heartbreaker oath. Rogar, as as our leader, do you mind do you mind uh, leading Lucian in the in the heartbreaker oath? <laughs> okay. Wait, really. <laughs> 
is is this a bit <laughs> i don't remember if there if, if we have like a pre-existing thing is this is a bit <laughs> no he yeah he's literally just you're he's yes anding you into this <laughs> he's yeah. and he's anding me yeah he's anding you and you're about to yes and <laughs> yeah, it like, nobody gave him anything to work with we've all yeah. we've <laughs> all gone through the process of becoming a heartbreaker so please right, right. Uh, as, oh, as right. rogue as our as the titular rogar please uh, <laughs> initiate lucian as a heartbreaker okay so so lucian repeat after me uh and he looks at vord and vord's just like just do it <laughs> okay okay i lucian I, Lucian, do so solemnly swear, do so solemnly swear, to break hearts, to break hearts, to bust nuts, to bust nuts. I'm going to roll constitution to see if Rogar keeps this straight face. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, I'll roll it at the end. Okay. To <laughs> suck. Butts. <laughs> suck, suck butts. <laughs> and, and 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 not give a fuck. And not give a fuck. <laughs> and he puts his hand under his armpit and makes a fart. <laughs> and fucking erupts in laughter. He's like, all right, you're one of us. And, uh, and like, uh, like and the... You know, all the council members kind of like clap and Vord looks at you smiling. He's like, it's it's great to keep humor in times as dark as these. <laughs> yeah, I look at the other guys. I'm like, they both said it. They both had it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we definitely did. Um, did. Totally did everything you just did. <laughs> what a vote of confidence you did. So Vord, there was something about an armory for free? Free armory? <laughs> yes yes please come with me and he dismisses the council and you got and he leads you to essentially what is a room where they have created a makeshift stockpile with all the stuff that they could salvage from from the attack from the city so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna run through it and you guys tell, tell them what you want so there are three vials of antitoxin there are three vial there are three potions of healing there are two potions of greater healing there's one potion of superior healing um those please there okay there is one vial of extremely volatile and powerful acid there is one potion of water breathing there is a plus one shield there are a small stack of five holy arrows. There is a scroll of stun person. There is a scroll of rope trick. There is a scroll of knock. There are shrouds of disintegration. There are gauntlets of the brute. And basically any basic non-magical weapon or armor that you would like. What is a shroud of disintegration? Never. So have you asked? The wearer instantly dies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we need to put we need to trick Vecna into wearing this shroud, and then we win. 
joint charisma throw. <laughs> this looks so good on you. <laughs> oh man, it really like the color like matches your skin tone so well. Your fucking weird skin tone. <laughs> so they are, yes, they are burial wrappings folded up. When you, when you wrap up, take a couple minutes and wrap a body in them and speak a command word, which is disintegrate, the body turns to dust. Oh, shoot. Oh. You were right, Tyler. Shit. Wait, does it actually take like two minutes? Uh, it, takes, it takes five minutes to wrap a body in it. Oh, that's so many rounds. It has 10 uses. Wow. Okay, we should take that because it's useful if we have to cover our tracks for something. <laughs> it's also very useful. You <laughs> are very powerful. Yeah, we're too busy to bury a body. Yeah. Yeah, or if we could put someone asleep. True. I have, I have some new upper level spells that can achieve that. I mean, the throws might not be that difficult for the bad guy, but if we can get it, if it works, then it works. We can try, we can try. Yeah, let's take the shroud. All right, take the shroud. Rogar, you hold the shroud. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you have the spells that could subdue that's it. True. Like, that would be. Well, no, but I do I might have to concentrate on the spell, so maybe it wouldn't be best if I was the one running up and doing it. Perhaps I should take the shroud since I'll be up front a lot. Right, but if... Yeah, okay, that's... Yeah, yeah you, you take it. I, I trust I you. Because I might need someone to protect me from taking damage, so... Well, that's why we have a cleric who can heal you if you are taking too much damage. Well, no, I'm not... I'm just... Well, I concentrate on the spell that might do a... Yeah, We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. I would like to know more about the gauntlets of the brute. Basically, they give you advantage on all strength-based checks. Okay. Str uh, sorry, strength, strength and dex-based checks. Checks. Oh, interesting. Okay. Do we have bags of holding? Are we assuming we all we do, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I like my gauntlets of overpower stuff. I want those healing potions. Yeah. yeah, we want those healing potions. I want that shield. The plus one shield? Okay. So that means that means I get plus one to my AC when I'm holding it. Ooh, what's um, that shield you'll, you'll get plus three. So it's shields shields give plus two, and it's a plus one shield. So it's they stack. So you get plus three. Oh, okay. So my AC would be nine. What did we say? Eighteen. Uh, eight. Yeah, if you're holding it. it the the shield the shield is metal. It has leather straps and a, and like a wooden, almost like handle to to grip. And it's it's basically just like like a buckler. So it's like just like a round, small to medium sized shield, not like a big tower shield. But um, yeah. so I take it. I like look at the metal, and I like shiver a little, and I just like I'm like it's wartime, <laughs> and I like pick it up, put it on. All right. I'll take yeah, the holy well, arrows. The what? The holy arrows? All right, you have five holy arrows. Um, let me remember if, what they do. <laughs> they are uh, holy. <laughs> That's their power. They are actually arrows with holes in them. It's H -O -L -E. quite, confusing. Yeah. quite confusing. Yeah. They, they go half uh, <laughs> They're like terrible. They are not aerodynamic at all. 
How are we? More of a flute, really. How are we giving up the healing potions? I have one greater and one regular. I can just take the superior, and then you guys can take the greater ones. Well, I think you all should have the healing potions because if push comes to shove, I can heal myself. And frankly, honestly, Rogar, you could probably heal yourself too, right? Yep. Okay. So honestly, maybe you should take them all, Zolus. Okay. So what is it? One superior and two greater? And three regular. One superior. So I would have three. And I would have four. Okay. I mean, who knows who else we might have to help too. So yeah. Um just to know the antitoxin, there's three of those. Uh when you drink it, you get advantage on saving throws against poison for one hour. Um, the holy arrows, they deal an extra 1d8 radiant damage. Um, and anything, any target that's evil aligned must make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be frightened for one minute Ooh. of like of the attacker. That's good. Um, they're also they're also plus one arrows, so plus one to hit. Nice. Okay, yeah, I'm happy I have this. Also, just of note. Uh, I also have a vial of blood antidote for mummy rot, and a, and I also have a vial of mummy rot. Whoa, that's yeah. Can I Let can me... I actually ask about an item here, Cowie? Um, yeah, I have an Etten locket, and I'm not sure if that yeah. does anything or if it is just the locket of an Etten. It was a locket that um you took off of an Etten, um that was in uh Cronus's temple dungeon mm-hmm. that I believe had a picture your... of a of, of a female Etten yeah. on it. Pulled out your heartstrings. Yeah. yeah. Oh shoot. Okay. Um yeah. what's the acid stuff? <laughs> Extremely volatile acid. <laughs> yeah. <Right. Not> <laughs> <volatile>. <laughs> yeah. I love that description. No I the the acid is it is acid just strong so when poured on or thrown on something um essentially as long as they're not immune or resistant uh they take 3d10 acid damage i'll take that i don't need the antitoxin because i already have that with my else stuff okay maybe the rest of us can actually i'm i think i'm mistaken it's a druid no, when we were talking earlier, there was no poison resistance. I thought there was for a second, but it's advantage yeah. against being charmed, charmed and resist and immunity to being put to sleep by magic. I don't it's I don't think it's part of natural recovery. No, that's no no natural natural t- recovery is getting spells back. Okay, well Lucian should have lesser resistance or restoration, so the three of us should take it because okay. we don't we don't like it. So each of us is taking a toxin. I'm taking the 3D10 acid. Okay. And then there's three scrolls. There's a scroll of stun person, a scroll of rope trick, and a scroll of knock. Uh, what is scroll of rope trick? I don't, I don't know this. Uh, you touch a length of rope that is up to 60 feet long, one end of the rope, then rises into the air. At the upper end of the rope, an invisible entrance opens to an extra-dimensional space that lasts until the spell ends. Um, the space can hold as many as eight medium or smaller creatures. The rope can be pulled into the space, making the rope disappear. 
attacks and spells can't cross through the entrance into or out of the extra extra dimensional space but those inside can see out of it as if looking out a window and then once the spell ends anything inside of it drops so basically just like creating like a safe pocket for yourself what do you mean drops like so when, when you cast a spell onto a, a rope the rope rises oh. in the air and basically creates like a little like climbing rope and you climb up it and into this pocket Got it. and you still have the rope so like you can put the rope back down and climb out of it if you want but if the spell ends before that essentially it's like a bubble pops and whatever's inside like just falls uh, oh it's just like in uh thing. the rope that goes up in the, in the upside down we gotta stop talking about Stranger Things because people are gonna think that I took this stuff from Stranger Things and I didn't. Okay, I, I did not do we this. Very, we very clearly established that you beat Stranger Things to the punch. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm just saying it's just like <laughs> this it was honestly inevitable that Stranger Things would would tap Vecna. Like, yeah, you know, what else are they gonna do? And it, and it wasn't even. It's not even actually Vecna. It, they just call it Vecna because they were yeah, playing right D and D and they were it had Vecna in the campaign. Yeah, yeah, no, no I, I have I have a lot of uh, critical negative cool. things to say about the portrayal of Dungeons and Dragons on Stranger Things that we can perhaps save for a like uh, a Patreon bonus episode or some shit like that. After like, you have eight of Cowie's cocktails on his birthday. Yeah, exactly. I'll I'll just yeah. like voice record. <laughs> just put a mic in front of me and I'll just go for like an hour. Yeah. All right. So do you want the scroll of rope trick? Uh, not particularly. I do want that <laughs> that scroll of stun, stun person. Scroll of stun person. Yeah. Does anyone else particularly want that? Because or no, I can I can do that if I need it. I could prepare stun or charm or both. I think. And then there's scroll of knock, which automatically unlocks any door or trap. I'm gonna take rope trick. I'm gonna take it. Okay. Okay. I'm not interested in those. No, no one wants to knock. Lucian, you take knock. Okay. Nice. He takes the scroll of knock. Um, yeah, and then, you know, if you want any backup weapons or any armor that you haven't gotten, it is there. But I think you guys are pretty pretty well customized at the point. Yeah. Can I have a bow. I just have a sickle. Yeah, if if you're proficient in martial weapons, which you are, you can have a bow. Oh, you can shit. have a short bow, crossbow, longbow. All right. Fucking Rogar of the bow. Here we go. I'll take a short bow just to dick around. All right. You have a short bow and don't back ammunition for magical ammunition, so you have a quiver of arrows. Dope. In the five... Uh, and the arrow. five holy arrows, yes. <laughs> yeah. I just look at Lucian. Like, Lucian, there's no, there's nothing magical in these weapons, is there? Sorry, what was that? There's no magical weapons. It's just all the basics here. Yeah, we we didn't, we don't have anything crazy here. I don't, nothing will replace butterflies. So. Yeah. Maybe we should call your brother. 
but why? Well, he's dead. Yeah, he was a magical arms dealer, though. He was. Uh, <laughs> he was also he was a piece of shit, but. <laughs> I, I have I I <laughs> never mind. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's, I'm sorry. I, 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 that was that was callous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm um, feeling pretty good. Yeah, all right. we're we're feeling all right. Everyone's good on armor, weapons. Yeah, uh, let's take a break. I need to create his um, character sheet. Sounds good. Tyler, what's the spell casting ability for clerics? Is it wisdom? With uh, wisdom, yeah. I think only sorcerers are charisma. No, I think no, I think bards are charisma. Yeah, uh, bards are charisma too. It's all about performance, but wisdom, wizards, clerics, paladins. Oh, paladins. Are wizards intelligence? Oh, uh, wizard is intelligence. Yeah, wizards intelligence. That's a paladin. Paladins are also charisma. Oh, really? Interesting. That's why I have a five in charisma. Like with with uh, Cowie's campaign, I distinctly remember like min maxing. Like I have a yeah. five in strength and a five in charisma, and like everything else is kind of just like okay. <laughs> but I was like, oh, Cowie, I need to, I need to make sure my stats are on point. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So, um, yeah. I I keep so I have Hulu right now. Um, I I like. You know, the, the 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 streaming services I have are are, are in and out. But right now I have Hulu, uh, because I I like watching The Bachelorette. Um, excellent season, by the way. Excellent season. There's two bas- There's two it's of them. Ama- I want it to be called The Bachelorettes. Why don't they oh. throw an S on there? Come on. There's the point. <laughs> uh, but excellent season. But uh, what, what I want to say is I keep seeing um. The, the bear i heard you guys talking about this and yeah yeah you know it's got the it's got the shameless guy not the guy from shameless that i i, I like personally um, really i i love him i don't I lo- I love I, okay him. you know what you don't I, would dis- I would dislike him but the other guy's hotter and that's the issue <laughs> yeah um who's hotter cameron can't cameron that's the actor's name uh the redhead oh oh no oh, way oh. ian uh-uh ian. I don't agree with that, but I don't agree with that either. Well, well, you're all straight and wrong, so that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I feel like my opinion Uh, is is valid here. He's great. He well, but he is. I mean, I is it because like Ian, like that his character is gay? Does that change the like attractiveness? Listen, don't worry about it. All right. Uh, what, what the point? The point of of where I was trying to get to is like, what what's the bear about? Should I watch it? What's going on there? Because I, I I have no idea. Um, it's about a lip lip. His character basically takes over his family's business after his brother dies. Um, I wasn't going to give that detail away because they don't tell you that in the first episode. I mean, they tell you pretty quickly that he killed himself. I like the way they do it in the show, though. I like I like the way it like you find out that detail. I think that, yes, I think you should watch it, Julian. There's also a lot of like the way they give you very important plot points in a lot of it 
is very clever in my opinion and it's like good it's really good writing like yeah, it is like the detail about like how he dies like it's just the way they drop it in it's very fast paced um too and so then but the other thing so basically like he, for you don't know all the details but like you understand that lips his name is carmy like carmy goes away and becomes like a five like michelin star chef on before he turns 21 like he works at the top restaurant like you know excels like you would not believe and for whatever reason i mean he comes back to run the, the family business instead after his brother dies and so it's about him like taking over the restaurant and running it how he wants to run it and all of the like woes and chaos that comes along with that he like hires well he well he like brings on like a sous chef that she like seeks him out like because she knows who he is and he's like because he's like why the hell are you here like you went to this culinary thing so it's like them too from the culinary world and then the rest of them from this like it's like chicago beef or whatever like it's just like a like a roast beef place on the north shore it's like the same equivalent like a dirty grimy neighborhood place yeah but it's really it's really it's it's probably one of the best shows I've seen in like some time. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, nice, it's like a nice slice of life that like not a lot of people are privy to. So like I saw this tweet that was like somebody took a picture of him drinking out of one of the to-go soup containers. Like you know how like they'll like you just fucking walk in and you fill it with water and you go outside and fucking sit. Somebody was like, you know, this show was really good, but this scene took my breath away. And a bunch of people were like, this fucking person. <laughs> Clearly never worked in service <laughs> or, or works however briefly and doesn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, that's, that was a good scene. Like that did illuminate, you know, I, I have been that person before when I worked like bar backing. So like, it's fun. What, yeah. what you're not doing is putting any of the chefs on cocaine and yelling at you in the alley. Uh, that's not what they're doing, which is very realistic. What? <laughs> Maybe they should be. The other thing that I like, Maddie Nathanson, who's a chef, is in it. Maddie, it's Maddie Matheson, but yeah, yeah. he's he's. I always do that. He yeah, he's like he's a chef, and he's also like very big in like the like punk and hardcore scene and, and world, and he's fucking hilarious. He's so funny. Um, and he's probably like. Him and and not it wasn't Abraham, but the the like older black cook, like the them two are like my favorite in the in the yeah. show. They're so funny. The one he's the one that's always talking about war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like the and like what what he experienced. I, I forget if it was like in Sudan or Congo, or whatever. But yeah, he's, <laughs> it's it, it's funnier than it than it sounds. Yeah, no, it's really good. But he so he, he I saw an interview and there it's explaining that like he I mean obviously he like was the consulting chef on it all and he like what is his name in real life like Walter I keep saying I Walter know. Arthur my brain is Arthur. Jeremy White but I don't Jeremy, know no you're right Jeremy his I name is Jeremy. a last name though he was explaining like you know he obviously did all this like shadowing of chefs and kitchens and then like he was like you have to like yell cut like to, to Maddie he was like yell cut stop me if I'm doing something that looks weird and wrong and a chef would look at it and be like that's not chef what a chef would do like mm-hmm. waste the cuts and like do it and like so I the internet tells me that it got pretty good reviews from like anyone who's worked in the industry and like 
chefs too that it's like yes this is very realistic to what's happening chill all right also this is funny that we got this like whatever spam shit in the mail it's bed bath and beyond you could there's okay so lore of bed bath and beyond is like there there's always a 20 percent off coupon just exists like you can just always find one yeah you never I did not know that yeah, specifically but, <laughs> at the register. Can I have twenty percent? No, off? like yeah, excuse yeah. me. Um, yeah. I hear that there's just always twenty percent off. Um, yeah, I would like that. And please. I'll be like, yeah, here. Look, it's in the latest. It's always there. It's the same thing in Michael's too. But what's funny is that this came out of nowhere. Like I've never gotten this kind of mail before. But it's to the Jordan household. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's not my last name. It says the Jordan household or current current resident. I just thought that was funny. That's yeah, that's weird. That's uh, why I didn't throw it out outside. I, but we don't. Because I wanted to show you that. Your household. household. My household. Um. All right. Well, me... if you're uh, if you're on if you're on Hulu and you're um looking for something, I highly recommend Bob's Burgers movie. I I want to see it. I didn't get a chance to see it in theaters, but I wanted. I do want to see that. I actively chose not to see in theaters, though I probably should have because it got a very poor theatrical uh, release. Like the people didn't go to see it, and that's and it. Kind of breaks my heart because I I saw it here on my television, and it's excellent. Um, <laughs> it's a really I I don't know if I've said this to you all before, but I love Bob's Burgers. I love so Bob's Burgers. Everyone again, so good. It's hilarious, right? It's great to like yeah. sit and watch. It's great to like fold laundry too. Like it can right, it's background, anything. but you can yeah, you can really focus if you focus on it. It's great, and the movie uh, like you can feel that they actually got a budget. Like if you've seen the show consistently and then watch this movie, like the quality and animation cool. is a like there's an astronomical leap, <laughs> and it's wow. beautiful. Uh, it's a it's a musical comedy which we need yeah. more of, quite frankly. Uh, and honestly, Ballsburgers is one of the only musical shows I could. I can watch like they do it in such a way that it, it works. And like every other time I'm like, I, I hate musicals. I fucking hate them. But yeah. I, so, uh, and, and this is going to be cut, but I'm, I'm going to say something relatively controversial. So new girl um, or not new girl. Um, oh, shoot. There was some, there's some show. Uh, my crazy ex-girlfriend. Is that what the show's called? Yeah. That's yeah. a show. There that's is thing in it. Yes, there is some show that I keep getting like all the musical numbers are I find to be rather dull. Um, and I think that the, that it's because you're trying to take something. It's trying to be cartoonish. It's trying to it, it's not quite understanding that a musical succeeds when it understands that singing and dancing in choreography is absurd. And <laughs> that and bob's burgers loves to do that like it loves to yeah. point out the absurdity of its own world um right. what i think they were doing like with that show yes yeah. riverdale is excellent television i won't hear really? otherwise i've never Dude, watched it. you watch riverdale nope and we haven't uh, talked about it i don't watch <laughs> riverdale. i've seen uh i've seen maybe three episodes but i already know it's excellent Julian, you should watch Riverdale. I should. I, I really, uh, it'll probably be what I have on the background when I 
uh, am writing my lit review. There's but a whole I, I, I love there's a Riverdale. whole Dungeons and Dragons like season. Mm-hmm. Oh it's shit! What's gargoyles the, um... and yes, something Gob- goblins or something. I I really think Riverdale is one of the most successful comic book adaptations out there because it It, understands the campiness of Archie. Yeah, it's so campy. This season, they also, I could talk about Riverdale so much. (laughs) This season, they also just went like full, like we're not, like they always, like I feel like the first, literally it's the seventh season or sixth season now, the first five seasons, they like dabble in like, the supernatural right like they're always mm-hmm. like kind of alluding to it but it, it's like it's you're supposed to believe it's happening in a world that is normal that like supernatural things don't happen like it's you're well it's something like in between like you're supposed to believe that it's like not your world but it's not like a full fantasy world but this season they were just like no fuck it like I just, they like give they just give them all powers yeah <laughs> Yep. And it wasn't so Archie funny. was like an underground boxer at one point. Like yep. it's yeah, it's, it's excellent. They're in the they're in the bunker. There's nuns who we have, we have twins and clones. Like, I don't know. It's, oh it's my like, god, it's so there there's like a cadaver for a whole season that Cheryl is just like carting around because her brother died. Like one of the girls runs a nightclub and by day attends high school. <laughs> Absolutely excellent. Oh I love it. Like, right there's a whole this season josie gets a whole like subplot too like josie and the pussycats like you get her whole full story oh my god it's no so- i i do really love riverdale i like what they're doing uh keep it going don't shut it down um but yeah bob's burgers movie excellent great fun time uh if you like getting high it's honestly even better i'm not gonna lie i watched it <laughs> i watched it I think tonight might actually be the season finale of riverdale I don't like cartoons, but I'm happy that it makes you happy. It's good. It's good. Um, the other thing on Hulu that I we like a lot is Only Murders in the Building. Oh my god, we're like two episodes. Long. Oh, yeah. uh, Jordan, Jordan watched that one. It's with that I Carly girl or whoever, right? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Leah Gomez, Martin Short, and pop star. Who am I missing? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> she's not iCarly she's Wizards of Waverly Place yeah though iCarly also came back yeah um <laughs> did, yeah, it, did right. it though you know I did it that's about right it was on Paramount Plus it didn't really come but that anyway. was not listen I, yo yeah. don't knock Paramount Plus that's how I watch Survivor right it's true well, get YouTube TV <laughs> oh. Tyler says get YouTube TV as if he pays for YouTube TV. I would if I <laughs> I would if I didn't have it. I would pay for it. I have I'm not gonna lie, I do have YouTube TV. The, my parents have YouTube TV like, and I use it. Yeah, yeah my parents, it. yes, we steal my parents' YouTube TV. Like no one pays for it in this household. But it is in very, the Jordan household. <laughs> in the Jordan household. It is very useful and I like YouTube TV a lot. I was skeptical because um, they had Hulu Hulu Live first and my dad got into it. A really big fight with Hulu one day, and it like was so severe that he like canceled you. Swore off. He swore off Hulu. Yo, listen, I've sworn off FedEx. Like FedEx and I had a very big fight a couple years ago, and I'm just done with them. The corporation. Uh, Yes. Yes, the entire corporation. I I, and I let them know. I knew it was screaming into the void, but I let them know. I was like, 
I am done. This has been an awful experience. I know you, person I'm speaking to, are not personally responsible. Like you are just the person who I happen to have called and the corporation's much larger than you. Like I, I went into all of it, but I was like, yeah. I'm done. I'm done with FedEx. But you're going to hold this guilt of your corporation. You are a representative of this corporation. No, I tried, I tried to make it very clear that I understand that they are not personally culpable for all of this and that they are a cog in a vicious machine and that I, too, have been a cog in a gross, unfeeling machine called uh, the hospital system. But, like, I, it, was, it was really bad. It was really bad service, and I, couldn't, I could not abide it. Fair enough. Sorry. Also, I, I've ordered um, some liquor, so I might have to jump out in like 20 minutes. Just heads up. Uh, yeah, well, how, how are we feeling? Where are you guys at? Four, I have to wake minutes. up at like 6.45 tomorrow. So I got oh, like, so, another, like another half hour. Okay. Honestly, it probably just makes more sense to end here instead of stopping. I'm starting the, the other stuff. I, I, I got to wake up tomorrow too, but I just have... Um, I have a fucking eight hour virtual orientation thing that it's supposed to be like the first one that I do. That's like all like, just like hospital orientation. And it's like the director's talk and it talks about like benefits and all this stuff. And it's just like, yeah. but that's supposed to be my first thing I did, but I was in Maine. So they're like, Oh, just do the next one. They do one every two weeks. So I was like, sure. But now I'm like, Fuck, dude. I looked at the agenda. It's just, like, so boring. I have to sit here on Zoom for fucking eight hours, but I'm just like, whatever. I'm just going to pull up fucking Elder Scrolls and fucking be grinding away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Nice. But so, and that's at, like, 8.30, so I can roll out of bed and fucking hop on, so it don't matter to me. Kelly, when are you going to start playing Elden Ring? Like, what the fuck? Uh, I know. I'll, I'll do it after, um, after I do finish this Elder Scrolls. Oh my god, so that's good. like a hundred hours. Elder Scrolls. I have, is... I have, I have like twenty. I have like twenty hours into Elden Ring so far, and I've gotten what? decently far. What? So, right. so you're already in it? Yeah, that's what Why I'm the saying. Fuck, are we all playing? Yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I, I, if I said Elden Ring, I meant Elder Scrolls. Oh, I'm like twenty hours into Elder Scrolls, not Elden Ring. I haven't bought it yet. Got it. Listen, I found um, I found the spiders. I thought there weren't any spiders in this game, but I found them, and so what? now I'm spiders. Now I've taken the highest. Yes, the manor. Those know. fucking hands. Oh, the hand spiders. Yes, yes. I I've seen people playing it, oh, and it's like yeah, their, their hands that like, yeah, no. yeah yeah no fuck yeah. no. I saw that and I was like, well, I guess I'm putting this down until <laughs> I have someone to yeah, kill like, these fucking, spiders for me. Where they like fucking do like. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're literally hanging on the wall yeah. like yeah. hanging on the side giant hands just like hanging on the side waiting for you to pass by so they can pounce on you much like a giant tarantula i hate this shit much like a giant tarantula yeah no i i i'll get it we'll play actually let's let's get you guys at least to to the dungeon all right um that, that way we can just pick it up right from there so you guys pick out your stuff from the stock room all suited up you there's a there's a moment of almost calm as you guys are fitted you know an otherwise very chaotic couple days and you know you finally get a chance to just look at each other and really just take a deep breath and now with lucian there and 
you're kind of your your new team and there's a there's a moment of bonding of connection um in this and as you guys are kind of like living in this moment you hear a boom 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 pounding on the door and it's gruner and you open the door like all right kids you're up and he leads you out back through the streets of Vasselheim where again uh you know crowds have stopped their their rebuilding and whatever work they were doing and kind of have gathered in a in a procession almost to, to see you guys back to Don Raven where you need to jump back into the icy slimy teleportation pool that Ooh. The, the twins intercept you at the door and Gruner leads you up and he's like, oh, I, I don't, I don't go in there. You guys are, you guys are on your own over here. This is too weird for me. Um, again, you go up the spiral stair, staircase through this large empty rooms with swirling stainless glass or stained glass refracting all this light and colors all around the room. And Vord is waiting at the teleportation pool. And he, he tells you, as you guys kind of, limber up and brace yourselves for what you know is to come he says okay luckily you know we have the coordinates for Asarok's tomb that is where this is gonna send you and good luck adventurers good luck heartbreakers both Perfect. new and old and we'll see you when you get back it gives you a nod and, and walks out and then the, the twins are standing there pointing to this viscous pool and they were they're wearing those like almost porcelain masks but you can tell that they're smiling at you yeah and just and just kind of and just pointing to the to the pool okay again rogar gets chills <laughs> lucian kind of like he like senses the, your shiver and he's like tell me about it and he, <laughs> and he jumps and he jumps in the in the pool and he's out of sight all right, I, you know, I I try to dive in, you know, kind of like a like a proper dive, you know, hands first, trying to pierce the water. All right, give me a acrobatics. Oh, All right, shoot, my acrobatics is not good. Oh, 19. You put your hands over your head in diving position, do a little squat, and you leap up, and almost for a second looks like you're gonna like belly flop. But then at the last second, you like correct your path and you go and there's not even a little splash. It's like very aerodynamic. It looks great. That would get really high yeah. score. I like walk in. <laughs> like, the, like, you know, when you like people like pretend like they're just walking to the pool and they're like not diving. That's what I do. <laughs> All I right. Pull it on step, I just like keep walking. All right, and you get sucked right up. And Rogar, you're it's just you and the twins in this room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he like gets a running start, jumps up, plugs his nose, and holds his legs to do a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the last thing you see is this viscous, thick goo like splashing up and then getting sucked right back down and <clears throat> all of you swirling in this 
like bone chilling, but warm, like icy hot Bengay type of sensation all over your body. Um, and you get spit out, put you on the page. Finally, this is like, it's a big page. It might take a minute to load for you guys. Okay. Not gonna lie, I, I like the smell of Bengay. You like it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's like it's like very <laughs> like, like, it's like, like really I it. Yeah. Yeah. I I've never I don't think I've ever really <clears throat> My dad uses it a fair amount because he's uh old. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. It is it's a very dad product. Yeah. And he uses it on his back. I'm like, oh man, you're a cliche. <laughs> the Bengay cliche. Oh, okay. Uh, can you can you guys see see yourselves? I can see like a weird I don't see anything yet. Like top half of a circle and then us on it, yeah. Some green. Okay, nice. Oh, it is huge. Yeah. Yes. Uh oh, no, I see. You're in there? Okay. Yeah. So you guys kind of you plop in in a very warm, damp area. You are now in the jungle. But I'm the jungle. Right? I, I, my mind also went there. Nice. Fast. Like, for, as you guys pop in for, like, the first time in a while, like, Zola seems, like, a little more at ease. <laughs> like, she just, like, takes yeah. a deep breath and is, like, like, she's, like, oh, my God. Like she hasn't been around some true nature in some time. Um, yeah. Just like despite the challenges ahead, is feeling like you know better than she's felt probably since you've started working together. And as an interesting uh scissorgy, uh <laughs> Yandar is weirdly uncomfortable as he sees all this greenery and nature around him not used to so much uh, or so not used to the lack of uh man-made man-made structures and buildings so as you land and kind of get your bearings you realize so behind you to what would be the south is like very very thick jungle very thick jungle there's no clear path out of here or that would lead here it's very overgrown lots of vegetation and in the center you can you see a well so in that's the south to the north in front of you are big cliffs very very high all surrounding you near the base of the cliffs a 15 foot tall obelisk of cracked stone is draped with vines and black moss Behind it, so to the north, up here, I don't know how far you guys can see, but up here, you see a dark passageway obscured, obscured by withered, <laughs> withered <laughs> vines and, and creeping vines. Um, a second smaller tunnel burrows into the east, into the cliff to the east, okay. kind of like northeast over here. Yeah. Above you on the cliffs, I don't know if you can see it, where we're standing right now, but you would have a visual on it. There's a few stone gargoyles that are etched into the cliffs, um, around the cliff's edge and looking down at you all. 
like yeah. toward, not like not like directly at you, but like you know, towards in your direction in this kind of clearing right right here. So the the big obelisk is right in the middle here. Got it. Um, I look at the party. I'm like, I don't uh, trust when scary creatures are carved. I think we should throw a rock at one of the gargoyles. Am I close enough to just like detect magic? Are they like far above? I mean, you you can roll an arcana check from where you're standing and see if you can notice anything. Yeah, I'll do that. Twenty five. You can tell they're not. There's no magic about them. They're they seem purely decorative. Okay, so it seems like we have two passes passageways. Do we want to like we can't beyond the obelisk. We can't really see into the main one, right? Not from where you're standing, but you can you can move up. Okay, but like it's like it's like vines and stuff, right? Yeah, but it's not impossible. Like it's not dense. Yeah, it, it's sorry. It, yeah, it's not dense enough to like obscure your vi- obscure your vision. You just kind of have to like move move the side. So, would you like to take the lead since nature is your thing? Sure. All right, so you guys move north towards the kind of like larger passage carved into the stone here? Yes. Okay. As you do, you so you pass by the obelisk and you notice that there is a metal plaque with with in, something engraved at the base of it. But as you you walk towards the this passageway, you see that about 20 feet into it there is a stone door hmm. and there is a lever on it and the lever is down right now uh, uh. <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna go read that plaque <laughs> i know i know <laughs> this feels like a trap <laughs> <laughs> um all right so you turn around and look at the plaque i'm going to show the handout to you so it should well, be in your right. docu- documents now. Okay. Fear the night when the forsaken one seizes. Death's mantle and the seas dry up and he and, and the dead rise. And I, Asarak, the eternal, reap the world of the living. Those who dare enter, take heed. The enemies oppose one. The enemies oppose. One stands between them. In darkness it hides. Don the mask or be seen. Speak no truth to the doomed child. The keys turn on the inside only. Well, that sounds spooky. <laughs> yeah, and so that'll be essentially. I'll leave that visible to you guys. You'll be able to reference that whenever. Right. And if you find anything else, I'll like leave them in there so you'll be able to, you'll have them. Through the night, when the okay, I'll read through the night when the forsaken ones death seizes death's mantle and the seas dry up and the dead rise. <laughs> Alright, so Lucian Lucian walks up behind you and kind of looking over his shoulder and he's like reading it, kind of mumbling out loud a little bit. He says, Do I know the death's mantle? And that I don't much know about the, the bottom part, but the top part kind of sounds like when Vecna was rising an army of undead and kind of taking over um, and making things nightmarish, you know? So I think that 
that's what that's referencing. And mm. then maybe maybe these like riddles or clues. I don't I don't quite know yet, but definitely something. And he like takes a piece of parchment and some charcoal and like makes like an uh, etching of it and puts it in his pocket. So you guys will have reference to that. Okay. Do we want to go through this door or we want to go to that that way? And I like nudge to the northeast. Following uh, a lever seems scary, but having an alternative also seems scary. Let's go to, we should check out the east. Okay. So I like poke down northeast a little bit cautiously. Okay. You yeah. see like a, a sure. narrow, more corridor like outcropping from the stone, still like earth and stone on the sides. Um, mm -hmm. But from what you can see, there seem to be some sort of like statues or something in small al alcoves coming off the sides of this uh, corridor. Okay. As you approach, you start to see in each alcove, there is a bestial statue either standing or squatting above a, a small basin. You can give me a history check if you would like. Yeah, this also feels familiar. History. I don't know where it's Ooh, not one. Yeah, I mean, you can tell like they're in reference to like they look like different animals or something, but you can't make a connection. Hmm. I just like look back at the group. I'm like. I know I'm supposed to be the animal expert, but this is not ringing a bell for me. Any other ideas? I'm deeply out of my element here. Yeah. Wow. But you're so smart. No, I, I'm actually really not. <laughs> hey. right. yeah, not, I, not, that's right. I forgot about this group. No one's really very intelligent in this group. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it seems it seems as far as you can see that there are eight statues, and it, this is a dead end. Got it. Can I roll investigation? Uh, what's the what is the beast to the the first beast to the right? What does he look like? Let me see. Uh, it looks like a rabbit. Okay, I want to investigate the rabbit statue. Physically, are you like searching for? Yeah, yeah, I want to like really... or something. Yep. Okay. I got a thirteen. It's like, yeah, thirteen. Okay. You start feeling around. You talk inside the basement, and it feels like there was some sort of uh, slippery, almost like oil in the basin before, but um, it's not there. Like there's just like some residue. But other than that, I mean, it's nothing crazy like if there's nothing there's no okay. levers or that you can see or anything like that interesting um what other animals are there um as you look there are see if i can I, identify them all there's a rabbit there is a snake there's a frog holding a spear like a like a what's that like the toa or whatever there's a flail snail, a dis a displacer beast, what looks like a a monkey, like a very animated looking monkey, a crane. Oh, so 
that one is a it looks like a like a frog but big and bipedal and has like sort of like tentacles the flail snail no 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 no. this is a different one okay the flail snail just looks like a flail snail okay and oh like a some sort of small like tree bear maybe like a koala bear or something but it's hard to tell. There's not, not enough distinct markings on the engraving. They're very, like, or in the statue, they're sort of primitive, um, not a ton of detail. So you can't really distinguish too much of, you know, what kind of bear it might be. And all of them seem to have the same kind of residue to more or lesser degrees in their basins. Gross. Okay. Do you go all the way down? You, so you went, went all the way down, looked at all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a da 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 right? Yeah, well, okay, so I fucked up. So <laughs> what, okay. what happens is as you approach the, the back, like the end of the, the hall, because um, there, are, there are eight alcoves, but you look and you see that the end of the, the dead end isn't actually a dead end. It's like um, kind of like just thicker vines and some packed dirt. So you, you push it away and there's one more and that does seem to be the actual dead end, but that's where the flail snail is. So it was actually hidden in the back. Oh, okay. Is the flail snail special? It's all the way at the end. What, what is a flail snail? Is this a snail <clears throat> holding a weapon? It's basically, it's basically like a combat snail. Like it's <laughs> like a snail with like, oh. like spikes on its shell and like it has like, I think like tentacles. That, yeah. it, it, that it flails to, to strike. Badass. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So Lucian was spending time with the obelisk. And as he kind of brings up the rear and he starts looking, you see him looking at the different statues. And you go, oh, oh, I think these are, hmm. These seem to be, my memory serves. These might be, representations or visages of some tribal gods from this area ancient gods jungle gods very animalistic gods as you can see represented by various animal forms i can't recall their specific names or purposes but the way they're all here and correlating with each other i believe that that's what these are hmm do you think it holds any prescient information for us in the upcoming? That I can't be. I can't be certain of. I mean, I believe that they are here for a reason. Obviously, no mistake. Um, they're they've maintained relatively good condition um, here in in this in this climate and in isolation, but. And he's like investigating around too. He's like, but I can't seem to find any other purpose rather than representation or mm-hmm. may- maybe a former place of worship or prayer. But something, I guess something to keep in mind that maybe, you know, this was or is a holy site of some sort. And uh, he, makes, he makes an exit out of the corridor. Okay. I'm going to follow him. Hmm. All right. What's up? Uh, back in the back in the clearing, you know, by the ob- obelisk, there are some remains. Look like very old 
bones, human humanoid remains, and a short sword pointing north towards the. Oh yeah. Okay. So that's that's the large, real. The large. Yeah, the large entrance that you can see. Okay. Uh. So you know, as I'm looking at the uh, engraving on this obelisk, I I'm looking. I look around towards my uh, friends. I'm like, have we seen a mask? Does a mask feel familiar? I just, I'm very worried about this, this line, right? Don the mask or be seen. And I don't think that we particularly want to be seen right now. Those two horror children wear masks. What? Those two horror children wear masks. That's true. That uh, true. The, the Raven twins. That's, yeah. that's true. They do, but I mean, that is part of their religious practices. Oh, Again, yeah. You know, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, I don't know what that line means. Okay. Maybe, maybe, it's, maybe it's something that one of those things where once we encounter it, wherever we're going, that it'll make a little bit more sense. Okay. What if it, okay, so the, the enemies oppose, one stands between them. What if these bones are the one who stands between them and the obelisk is an enemy and the door or the thing is an enemy? What if it's all, what if it's very literal? <laughs> it could be. Oh no, Rogar, it feels too, it feels too poetic. I, I... <laughs> What about this sword? Have we played around with this sword? Nobody has touched it. Okay. No. Um, can I... Mm, I'm going to use Divine Sense. So I will uh, get a feeling uh, if there's any sort of evil, you'll feel like a noxious odor in my nostrils. <laughs> uh, sure, you, can, you, you bend down Get a little bit closer, cast a divine sniff. sense, give it a little sniff. Even just like looking at it, it its physical appearance looks like a cracked, rusty steel short sword. As you cast a divine sense, you don't sense any any divinity on this, and there's no there's no magic coming from it. It seems just like a plain, broken old sword. Okay, so then I I very slowly reach out. To grab it. Where do you grab it? The hilt. You grab the hilt, and as you lift it up, the blade cracks at an angle, and you have now just like a rusty old <laughs> dagger almost. Hmm. And the, the blade, the rest of the blade's on the ground. Hmm. I turn to everyone. Uh, I don't know. I, I think this is just a sword. <laughs> Sometimes a sword is just a sword. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, and I turn around and like stab it into the ground. <laughs> uh, All right. right there. Um. I want to. Okay. What kind of what kind of bones can I? I want to perceive what kind of bones they are. Like if it's a human humanoid, if it's a dragonborn humanoid. Okay. You can do a medicine check. Okay, cool. I think I'm good at medicine, weirdly, for some reason. You are a cleric. I mean, no, it's, it's plus three, so it's not bad. But um, I think 
What did I get? Five. <laughs> five. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, these bones are – these bones are, are very old. They're <laughs> caked, caked like, in dirt. I want to help him with the 28. Yeah, so Rogar, you're feeling around. You're trying to dig them out. A couple of them crack. As, <laughs> like, as you're trying to pull them out of the like ground. That. Yeah, and then Zolus kind of just puts a hand on your shoulder, and she's like, here. And she <laughs> takes, the, takes the skull, looks at the jaw. She's like, oh. It was a, it was a dragonborn. Oh. And then like, you look at the hips, like the hip bone, pelvic bone, female. And then you kind of dig around the dirt a little bit next to it, just to see, like, so you can tell how old it is and how much the soil's compacted or it's whatever. Like it's it seems it's been here for a long time, probably at least 50, 60 years. But yeah. It was just laying here. It wasn't like buried or anything or hidden. It was just here it is. It's yeah, it seems I you can tell like thing. it was scat just kind of scattered on top and then through time you know grass and whatever rotation has kind of grown over it but nothing was ever dug or into the ground purposefully i wonder if that sword belonged to this <laughs> person we're making connections here <laughs> definitely ominous but nothing we haven't seen before like i've seen scarier shit like noted and then i like just put the head back down and i like in draconic i just like whisper uh recipes okay nice okay well there's a door with a lever <laughs> suppose we pull the lever all right so High up. off the ground is the lever uh like three feet yeah so you guys approach the door as you walk up um you hold on get a bit <laughs> <laughs> I army crawl to the door. Oh my goodness. Alright, you army crawl as you get closer. Out of the ground. You uh you know it's it's a short tunnel. It ends at a slab of work stone, and the edges are marked in relief by grinning skulls all around the edges of the like not actual bone skulls, like they're like carved out of stone around, around the outside. And but the the middle is just plain, solid stone, and with the lever lever in the in the middle. So your army crawl up, you're looking up, and the levers above you, but with like a little, you can reach it, like yeah, that if you wanted to. All right, guys, uh, we said we would talk about things before we did them. From now on. Uh, <laughs> uh, you could pull it if if it's locked. I have stone related spells that we can <laughs> work. Who who took the scroll of knock? Uh, Lucien did. Yeah, we also got that. So you know, push comes to shove, we can uh, pop that and open it up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So where is Eleven. everyone? Everyone. <laughs> everyone is where they said they are right now. I am right behind Rogar. I don't know. So you you can pick where you want to be. Uh, yeah, I'm taking up the back. Okay, do you want to be like right in the line of everything or do you want to be like I want to be right where I am. Okay. All right. So Rogar, you reach up and lever's like a little oh it's in the down position. So it's it's a little bit stuck. It's just obviously hasn't been moved in a long time. But with a little boom, you flick it up 
and you can hear some like rumbling as you can see directly above where Lucian is, a, a, a big slab of stone is starting to, to fall and, and block the entrance. I'm going to tell every, everyone right now, if you want to leave, like get, go under the stone and go back out to the clearing, or if you want to stay in this room. In, in, in. In, in, in. Okay. I can go anywhere. <laughs> You're all behind all right. me. <laughs> so you all pack in as it falls. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. As it closes, the door in front of you rises, leading to a dead end. Oh, Fuck. my God. However, however, that's not it. Inside this little alcove, there is a gaseous cloud. <laughs> and as it rises, it fills this now chamber. I need everyone to make a constitution saving throw. I take the antitoxin immediately. <laughs> well, wait, before you do that, bear in mind that everyone has an extra plus five oh, yeah. for their con saves. All right, then never mind. All their saves. Uh, as long as you're within 10 feet of me, which I assume everyone is. Yep. Okay. Yes, you guys are packed in here. I guess so I got a 10. I got a 20 non-natural, so 23, I guess. Or 25. Uh, I have a 25 as well. What? No, my or... mine was a 20, but plus two, so 18 plus three, or five would be 20, 23. No, you have your regular plus five from Yanda. Oh. Wait, why does it, when it says constitution save and then two beside it, so that was added, right? Yeah. Right, because, because that's where your constitution saving throw modifier is regularly. But you get a plus five on top of that from being close to Yandar. So I so I rolled an eight team. Oh, so yeah, I guess twenty five. No, right? yeah, you rolled a twenty. Got it. Not natural. Plus Got five, it. Plus five, twenty five. Got it. Um, okay. Yeah, so I get twenty five plus five, so thirty. Yeah, I don't know what, what I was. Doing. I don't know either. That's all right. Okay, so as the gas fills this room, you made. You start to breathe it in and start choking on it. It's acidic. It feels poisonous. Zolus and Lucian seem to be coughing a lot more. They both take 10 points of poison damage. And the other two, you guys stave it off a little bit and take five points of damage. Got it. Immediately, I cast Stone Sheet, uh, like, because I'm in the back. So I touch the stone slab that, like, falls behind us. Touch an object of medium size, no more than five feet in any dimension, and form a shape that suits your purpose. So I make a, a passageway through the wall to let the air out. So we're not suffocating in this gas. Okay. You do that and clear a passage, and the rest of the, the gas floats out and disappears into the environment. Um, you saved your friends from a slow and painful death, and now you are back. In the clearing. Can I investigate the the walls of the little place we went into? Like the be, behind the the skull door or where yeah. you just were? Yeah, behind the skull door. Yep. It's just it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> really good walls. Yeah. I was gonna tell you for free, but you rolled a nat 20, so I'll tell you for a nat Actually. 20. But there, it's a 15 by 15 foot by 15 foot room, basically one perfect cube. Um, <clears throat> that had this, 
this like magical gas like forever in limbo in there okay with with a natural 20 you don't see any place where the gas could be like pump pumped through but you can but you have a you have a sense that the gas will return at at given us a certain amount of time like it's not a finite it's not like a one time guess guys i got a bad feeling about this room yeah feels like a gold-fashioned trap um Mm. What's going on south? I'm seeing this like clean line of. So basically, south is like very, very thick and dense jungle with no clear path in or out mm-hmm. that seems to mark any other route. Okay. Well, then this obelisk is the main is the main feature. Are there any sort of indentations or reliefs or? things on the obelisk that seem outside of the engraving is there any markings on this obelisk mm, there's some cracks from a humid climate you know and an age but aside from that it's just like dark black obsidian stone how tall is it 15 feet can i climb to the top you can try I give want- me a athletics check all right I want to see if I can see onto like the cliffs or the little rock faces nearby and see what's up top there. Uh, what was the athletics? Yeah. So you like start shimmying, shimmying up, like you kind of wrap, you do like that like tree climbing thing when the people like wrap their arms around it and yeah. like almost like jerk it off real fast and shimmy <laughs> up. And you're slipping a little bit and then Lucian kind of gives you a shoulder and boosts you up. And then you get to the top and it comes basically to like a, like a rounded point. You're kind of holding on to the very top. Um, give me your perception check from there. Okay. Uh, you can do it with advantage. Oh, nice. Thanks. Okay. I'll just roll two. Uh, that's one. That's two. Cool. So from... Nice. Good rolls. From where, where you are, because you climbed up the east side, and you're looking west and you can see like through this little like through here there is what seems like the same kind of thick like compacted dirt and vine wall quote unquote that was at the end of the tunnel with the statues that you were able to push through oh interesting okay um i yell down to everybody that that's what it looks like and we should go over there do you guys agree and follow yeah, absolutely. All I right. Pull, I pull out my mace just in case. So I have my vicious Your just in case mace. Out. Yeah. yeah oh, you got, you got the just in case mace going. Yeah. So I like slash right. a little bit of the fire. As, as you start cutting through a knife, you, animal. <laughs> you, you start to see as you're cutting through that, yeah, there was, a, there was like kind of like a, a false cliffside here, and you're able to cut through and get through it. Um, revealing what seems to be another door. That, <laughs> no, no, but the door, the, this door looks identical to the door from before, from like that with the gas room. However, this door has been lifted oh. already. And you can see, and you can see down it, like, and there's like a, there is an actual corridor. 
here. Um, in the door, so it the door frame is 15 feet high, and the door went up 10 feet. Um, and you can see at the bottom of the door, where there's still like five feet of door left, you can see that there are what look like various um, outcroppings or holes or like little nooks carved into the door that have been filled with stone cubes. And from what you can see, you can see like kind of like a like a row of them. And they have some of the same animal-looking figures that you saw in the on the in the statues. So it looks like someone has opened this door by placing things correctly somewhere. Hmm. So the directly behind the, the door is a corridor. It's about 20 feet long. And at the end, there is what looked like a what looks like a glass lever. Okay. <laughs> Uh, who wants to pull lever number two? <laughs> I can pull this one. Okay. Pull the last one. I, go, right. I go forward and uh, pull the lever. Pull the lever. Okay. So it's it's like down here. So you want you want to go all the way down? Yeah. Give it to me. All right. Is anyone else going with him? Yeah, I'll follow. Okay. As you get to about the midway point of this hallway, you hear, well, so you see, you notice that as you get closer, the lever is again embedded in like in like a skull, like the mouth of a skull. And as you get to about the halfway part point of this hallway, the skull's jaw creaks open and from out of the jaw, comes like around the lever comes a skeletal hand and it's holding a crystal hourglass <laughs> fill, fill it sand and it just flips it over oh no and you hear a click nope. and the sand starts starts to trickle into the lower half well that's <laughs> yeah okay uh how big is it <laughs> yeah right is it really big sense based off of the speed at which the sand is falling and the size of the hourglass, how much time we have? You, you have six seconds. Shoot! What? Okay. Uh... <laughs> but nothing else has happened. It's just a skull flipped an hourglass. Yep. And we have six seconds. We have mm-hmm. one round. All right. Pull the lever. Uh, did I already pull the lever? Wait, that's what happens when you pull the lever? Yeah. No, no, no. You haven't pulled the lever yet. You've just gotten there. I oh. run to pull the lever. But... Okay, and with one second left, <laughs> you you pull the lever, um, and uh, and and <laughs> you pull no. the lever, which, no. <laughs> which which drops out the floor, and I need you all to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh my, oh my god. fucking god! Dex save fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, four! I knew it was gonna be bad. Are they covered in poop like in Vietnam too? Uh, eight plus five, thirteen. Okay. Did so they only apply to con saves? No, it's all saves. Oh, okay. So then I actually got a nine. nine. <laughs> yeah. So you all fall into this trap. <laughs> Mage handing everything from now on. And. Zolus and Rogar take 
16 points of piercing damage as you fall into the spike trap, and Yandar and Lucian take eight points of piercing damage. God damn, all right. That blows. Uh, and you got and you, you guys are down in this trap. Yeah, now we're, yeah, now we're gonna fucking incur more damage as we try to climb out. <laughs> I can spider climb out. Oh yeah, that's true. You're gonna have to reach all my characters. Let me see what items I have. Maybe I can just with the rope thing. The rope how, thing how, creates how far a down are we? You are ten feet down. Okay. In this area, like where we take the damage, like now that we've fallen into this trap, is there like, can I look to see if there's any like alternate exit besides up? Uh, there is not. Uh, now that the the floor is dropped, there is a small seam, like at the top, that you can see that you could try to hold on to. Uh, but other than that, okay. Um, I mean, we if we have rope, I can spider climb up, and you guys can. Yeah. Climb yeah. Up. The, L- Lucian, like looking a little frustrated, pulls out like pulls out fifty feet of rope from his pack and hands and just hands it to you. <laughs> cool. All right, so I cast spider climb on myself. Okay. Which will so you're, this will interrupt, to... this will interrupt my concentration on the other spell. So. So that room is sealed uh, off again. That room is sealed now. Yeah. Uh, as far as you know. Yes. Okay. Um, so you're able to easily slide through the remaining spikes. Where do you and you're walking on the wall? Where do you want to go? So you're like here. Um, I wanna. I guess I like while I'm there, I want to get closer to the lever again. Okay. And see if there's anything like if we want to. There's anything I can do to get us in that way, or if this is just another like little alley trap. Okay. You can give me a flat wisdom roll. So I know I said I was just gonna get you guys here, and that was like an hour ago, and now we like started. So we we after after once we get out of this fucking yeah, we'll we'll stop. Nineteen plus five. Okay, no, it's that's not a saving throw; it's just a check. So it's just nineteen. Um, you can surmise that Yandar pulling the lever down dropped the floors. So maybe maybe moving it in a in a different direction could do something different. Okay, I'm pulling it up. All right. So standing like on the wall, you lift it up. Well, yeah. I'm at this point. I'm like kind of. It would be down towards my body because of the way I'm angled. Like I'm pulling like a deadlift, and I'm pulling it. So you're standing you're standing above it? Yeah. And wrenching it up? Okay. So you wrench it up. The side, like the false floor that was there before, swings back up and seals. Uh-oh. So now your party is below it. And at and as it does, the what is your floor, because you're standing on the door, begins to rise. Oh, fuck. So so now you're getting pushed up into the ceiling. Oh no. Oh, God. Just like scum getting smushed. Well, it's like the bottom of an escalator, right? And 
you're like a loose shoelace. So if you don't move, you could get like sucked up and stuck in there. I'm going to move out of the way. Okay. So you move, you like shuffle around and now you're standing on the sidewall and you can see that north of you, as far as you can tell, it opens up into the tomb and the dungeon itself. Okay. Nice. Okay. So I'm guessing, Wait, but is is what's going up like the escalator area? Like, is that is that area like that's where the lever is? Like, if I try to go push the lever down again, I'm gonna get smushed. Um, no. So it doesn't go all the way up. Like the it goes up. Say it's a it's like it's the same thing as the one the other door where it's it's a 15 foot door, but it only goes up 10 feet. So like the lever is at the edge of the where it would go up. Got it. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna open back the the floor again. Okay, so you pull the lever down. the The door goes back down, and the floor swings open, and you see like some shocked and like <laughs> nervous faces of people <laughs> stuck in the dark with a lot of spikes. All right. No, don't I, don't do that again. Don't do that again. I like cast on the rope, and I'm like, okay, I just could follow me this way. Like I I figured I found the the entrance and like okay okay but where are you where are you pulling them up from oh god because the door's back down and the thing's open right. so so i can't if see you, the entrance because the door is down right uh, can you pinch the rope in the door the way it was going to pinch you before and then it'll pull us up and then we'll have something tight to climb it up into because the rope will be in a space that will be pretty like much like cinched like cinched into it Exactly. Yeah. Do that. Do that. <laughs> I do. I I want to do that. <laughs> okay. So you stand on the side of the wall again. You pull up the lever, and the door goes up and it cinches the rope. However, the floor goes back and closes. Right. Above them. No, okay, but but okay, but so I I thought of that while you said that was happening and like we we. No, okay, it doesn't work because you'd have to do a strength check for three of us. Oh, God. I put my mace. No, I don't want my mace to crush. Um, yeah, we need something to like wedge so the door doesn't close. What do uh, I? Lucian like puts his hand up. Well, I, I'm assuming you opened the, the floor back down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. It really doesn't work. So as you do, like he has his hand up. He's like, can you just pull us up like, back like where we came from and then you open the door and then we can go through just walk through oh yeah you know what <laughs> i mean instead of, instead of trying to climb into the entrance like can you just lift us up back in, like the grassy area and then we can just walk over back and yeah then... <laughs> yes we can i forgot it was a field like the other one was yeah yeah <laughs> so okay so <laughs> so you walk, you walk over and to this. Is all like making it so much more complicated than it has to be because we don't know any other way. Yeah, uh, Lucius is like, is this what you guys always do? Like, there's, there's easier. I'm just, I, I, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm, I'm helping. I'm there helping. is a method to our madness. It sounds a little judgmental. Uh, not gonna lie. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So it's a very heartbreaker of you, Lucius. Yeah. You not so, remember your oath? Uh, I know, bus nuts, suck butts, always fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, don't give a fuck, actually. Oh, yeah. don't, okay, don't, all right, whatever. Bust fuck. Uh, 
I, I I just like looked at Lisa and I'm like, I guess we learned a little bit about you today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I that Lucian has a U in his name. That was news to me. Lucian, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's why a lot of time, like I couldn't figure out it was like Laotian. Yeah, not Lucian before. I, that's what I meant. Like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it looked more like Laotian. I was like, no, Lucian sounds like more of a real name than Laotian. Yeah. So I'm just going to say with Lucian. Definitely. Anyway, so Zolus, you flick the rope down. Um, are you just like holding it and they're going to try to climb up? Yeah, I like fasten it, like lever it around, like give some leverage around like my, my thighs, like my hips and thighs, like around my body first. All right. I think it's more stable. Ooh. All right, who's going up first? Probably who's ever lightest. Yeah. yeah. Not hard. not the two of you. Probably Lucian. No. Yeah, probably Lucian. All it, right. Oh, yeah. 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 You guys have armor. Yeah, too. He's live. All right. Well, I mean, he has armor too, but um he's, he's right there. Yeah, he's wearing chainmail armor. Oh yeah. That's not. So he kind of you levitate the spell. <laughs> he like he wraps it around himself, the ro- other end of the rope around himself too, and kind of like, you ready? And then uh, he's gonna try to pull himself up. Let's say yeah, just just give me a just a strength roll. It's not gonna go very well, but we will try. Uh, hey, there we go. Sick. Uh, <laughs> nice. You he like. He tries to lean back and kind of climb up like a, like he's walking up the wall, and Batman. And Robin. To, yeah, yeah, yes. Batman, Robin stuff, and and he's like, dun, 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 like creeping up, and he like slips a little bit, but you just wrap the slack around your arm and just like hoist him up, and yeah. he like kind of ro- rolls over the top. He's like, damn, I guess. I got a little too fancy with it that time. <laughs> Thank you. And then you guys do like the arm, arm and hands and arm and hands grasp and you like lift him up and he's kind of like, damn, I'll watch out for her. <laughs> um, no, but, 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 but with the nat 20. surprised at herself and what she's just done. She's never been able <laughs> to handle any kind of feat of strength before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's surprising when the nat 20 is actually a 19. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but with an out 20, you're able to save yourself. And then Lucian kind of grabs a little bit of slack too, and he braces himself. So everyone else is able to climb up the rope too. So you guys are back up over here with an open spike pit in front of you. Your spider climb is still active. Yeah. So I'm going to spider climb right over, flip up the floor, up the floor, and then walk them across and then show them. The entrance that I found. Oh, I guess I have to push up then again. Yes. So you lift it up, and now the door is open, and you guys can see in to this dungeon. The first thing you see in front of you is about 30 feet in front of you is a big stone demon head with big horns and, and a gaping, a little bit too dark of, of a mouth. Mm. um and you can smell horrific you can smell stale damp air you smell rot like 
vegetative rot. Um, Ew. And that is where we'll pick up next time. <laughs> as you guys have found your way into Osirak's tomb. Gross. Yo, this is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I've already taken some damage to boots. Right? Like, there's a, there's a difference between a puzzle <laughs> and a punishment. Yeah, really. Oh, tell that to this demon lord. <laughs> yeah, talk to Gygax. We need to have some words. Hey, what the uh, fuck? <laughs> you designed this? That's pretty great. That was a good. That was a wow. I'm excited to see what else. Yeah. I'm not touching anything. Yeah, no, like uh the magic words are gonna be check for traps. Like uh I check for traps. Do I detect the second door? We should have used just we should have just used knock. <laughs> I feel like knock. But, is gonna yeah, but you, you really want to use knock on on the entrance on the to first this. Floor? Yeah. Took damage. <laughs> not to the not <laughs> the thing that. Final is, door. <laughs> like concealing Vecna's. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Left eye. That's a good point. All right. Wow. Yeah. We that's will uh, see what what you guys decide to do from here. Thanks for being here thanks for listening uh we'll catch you next time on drunkards and dragons peace